All right. Welcome to another episode of To the Fullest with Jason Froberg. Make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, ring the bell, follow us on social media. Today on the podcast, my good friends, the rock group out here in Las Vegas, Wicked Garden. How are you guys doing today? We're fantastic. Thanks good. for having us. Yeah. Yes. Appreciate you having us or having me back. I, <laughs> last time we did this, I was sitting on your couch for two hours. It was great. Yeah, that was the <laughs> uh the original ridiculous setup that we went through. Yeah, it was like the early Letterman setup. It was good. Yeah, you know, starting out uh with what we can what we could pull together, right. man. And that uh, was like just as like the world had just ended. Yeah. You know, and like <laughs> nobody knew what the fuck was going on. And we just sat there and, and talked about bullshit for two hours. It was great. Oh, dude, it was a lot of fun, man. And uh yeah, it's good to start from humble beginnings like that and have a nice new, the new setup, generation two of the uh, of the to the fullest podcast with the yeah. nice SM7Bs, these beautiful boom arms from Accessibles. I uh, I love those guys over at Accessibles. Yeah, and, the amount uh, of stuff in this room is is incredible. Like you guys have no idea. Oh man, thank you. Yeah, this is really cool. It's uh it's my baby, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Space Brain Stations where we uh we do all kinds of crazy stuff, man. We were just out doing photo shoot. We got another photo shoot coming up. We got a music video coming up. Nice. Making records, making videos. You got your hands in everything. I try, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm a crazy person. I got to stay busy. You got to. Otherwise you end up like me neurotic <laughs> well i don't know it seems like you're pretty busy you guys have an album coming out uh yeah well an ep an ep an ep to be fair to be fair because uh, there's a lot of quality in the ep yes it's a highly condensed it's, it is we put it all into one small space we squished it that way we could keep people's attention better yeah we kind of realized that like uh the album itself as a medium is pretty much just like non-existent anymore because well, nobody's buying shit to begin with. Yeah. And then if they are listening to anything, they're listening to whatever you're putting out as a single anyway. So, like, even if you look at our, like, our Spotify numbers, it's like there's three or four songs that release as singles that have, like, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of plays and everything else just kind of like, eh, whatever. So we That's figured, how it goes with the Spotify thing, man. Yeah. So what we do is we got three songs coming out that are brand new. Uh, that would be out on October 19th digitally. And then we put a CD together Tomorrow. as well. Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as 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 this airs. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna confuse the shit out of me. December nineteenth. <laughs> no, October. October nineteenth. See, already we're confused. I'm already confused. I'm always confused, yeah. man. October nineteenth, which will technically be tomorrow when this airs. Right. This will be October eighteenth when we're airing this. Perfect timing Beautiful. for the uh, uh, EP release. Yes, and then we have uh, the CD coming out that has the three new songs plus the two singles that we released last year. So it'll be a five-song EP on CD and then the three songs on digital. Nice. And what is the new EP called? Bipolar Coaster. Bipolar Coaster. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I dig that. That's a cool name. Sean yeah. is now two for two with, with album names. <laughs> He's, that's, that's his thing. He, just, he blurts something out and everybody goes, ooh. <laughs> that's what I did with my kids, too. Uh, <laughs> You're <a> Ivan. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. It works. <laughs> I dig it. I get to name the pets, too. So you you did Tony? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) So where'd you guys record this at, man? We recorded with Constantine. That's right. Actually, we just had him on. He was telling me about that. Oh, I can imagine what he said about us. Well, you know, all all terrible things. You know Constantine. He's going to, you know, make sure to (laughs) smear your name as much as he can. If he doesn't rip us apart, then he means he doesn't like us. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, we, we did, you know, he did our last two singles, and we just were really comfortable with them, and... Um, 
he got the sound we wanted. I mean, pretty much dead on, like we what we can hear in our crazy heads. Well, he's so, a fantastic engineer. Oh yeah, absolutely. He hears shit that I don't even think about, which is like, like it blows me away. Because like, I'll sit there, like I I'm he's you know obviously schooled you know he studied theory and all that stuff and I'm you know an idiot so I'm like I hear this thing in my head and it's kind of like a like a dingy 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 and he'll go oh and I pick up the guitar and just play it I'm like yes that's exactly what I wanted but I had no idea what to call it you know yeah it was pretty incredible getting to play in a band with the guy oh yeah I can imagine yeah yeah so that's cool man that's awesome Mm -hmm. yep so So. he he did that and then uh we did what three songs and uh we didn't kill each other which is good again so I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Overall, it was a fun process. I mean, he's easy to work with once you get to know him. But oh yeah, uh, everybody that does know him understands it. So love mm-hmm. you, Jason. He's a crazy man from New York. Oh yeah. When he left, when he finished with the podcast and left the house, Angela's like, "I've never heard anybody cuss so much in my entire life." <laughs> and he's like, "That man has a foul mouth." Yes. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's an animal. Mm-hmm. He's a friggin' animal. Yeah. He uses f bombs as like a punctuation. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> commas and periods does. and things like that. You know? I uh, like you always know when it's gonna come out too because he has this pause because he like he'll like he'll say something like I don't know if I like the guitar track and he'll go you know motherfucker and like and then it, boom it's out like he, it's always like he has to wind himself up a little bit you know it's like uh, that's a perfect Constantine impression yeah, he's yeah, great that's so funny you guys are fucking crazy <laughs> fuck all you like because like, um, we had a, he sent us the first mixes which were excellent uh, but yeah there's a couple things that you know that Sean wanted adjusted and Jay wanted adjusted and whatever and I'm deaf and I was like they sound good to me but you know um, so I you know, called him back up and I said, Hey, can we come back and, you know, get all the guys into the room and listen? And, and he's like, he's You like, fucking perfect. guys, it's fucking perfect. What the fuck do you want? From <laughs> and then we went to his house, we fucking laughed like idiots for two hours and uh, banged it out and came home. It was good. Yeah. No, he's a great guy, man. Yeah. We had fun, you know, working on Count Studio together and now he's got his own thing going with uh, Jeff Duncan. Yeah. Mm hmm. The yeah, certain label, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's really exciting. I'm excited to see what he comes out with. Yeah, their label, man. Dude, just ridiculous, man. Jeff's oh like, yeah, so so ridiculous. Like I like I re- really listened because, um, you know, like when they when he said he was going to release his his DC four stuff and then his his Wonderlust stuff, and I've heard the Wonderlust stuff when they were working on it, and I was listening to him like this fucking guy's good. Like son of a bitch, this guy's good. You know, he's so talented, man. Yeah. So talented. I was just working with him uh, doing his Raiderhead band. No. Uh-huh. And uh, he's just, you know, they're up there goofing around, playing covers with Raider lyrics imposed <laughs> over the top of it, right? And it's just like, it's clearly all for fun. Right. And Jeff's up there just friggin' shredding. Right. Just bringing the heat. You know, and you're like, oh, man. It he's he's it. with Masonette with that, right? Yeah. Okay. Masonette right. loves the Raiders, man. Really? I guess Jeff and all those guys do, too. Yeah. Sure. I got to get them. I'm going to have them all come on the podcast soon. <laughs> I didn't realize, I, I knew of the band, I didn't realize it was all Raiders lyrics. Yeah, so like, um, I, I, I'll, I'll just do a terrible job of it, but like they play like Crazy Train and everything like that, right. but instead of him going, crazy, that's how it goes, go, Raiders, you know, they have a, <laughs> they like to throw or something like that, you know, like they just change all the lyrics around <laughs> to end, man, we did a big thing over at Rockstar Bar for them and. 
all the Raiders fans came out for game one. Right. And uh, and they were up there playing and just getting everybody all riled up, man. And no, and it, it was all Raiders fans. Nobody got shot? No, yeah, surprisingly, Amazed. no one got shot. <laughs> These are new Raiders. No fans. one oh, got so beat up in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, the Oakland ones can't travel because the bus won't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Sean's deal, the Raiders. I, I don't. I, I have no room to talk. I'm a Giants fan, and they've been awful for like a decade now. So oh, there you so go. The Raiders. Yeah, it's true. But they stay in the three news. decades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Like they always stay in the news. Though it's like the, uh, the uniforms are awesome. They do have good uniforms. When the I played high school football, I was a Raider. In the business. That silver and black. Oh. There you go. No, yeah, man. Now I, I got to go to uh, the first. The very first um, um, preseason game. Oh, nice. People were allowed in the stadium. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was just a blast, man. The fans are wild. Mm. And all the costumes they're wearing and all the rowdiness and everything like that. That's going to be so like, much fun. I see those. I mean, I've only been to a couple of games in my life, but, I, I, like, the face painters. like Yeah. I've, I, you know, I painted my face once, like, when I was, like, 20 to do a show like it's kiss and i wanted to kill myself within 10 minutes i don't know how anybody can sit there with all that shit on their face and then just sweating and their hair is getting caught you don't have that problem but still you know just no i can't it's the liquor that Uh, helps that's i'm yeah it's the lube (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh i love it i always uh, i can do gene simmons by heart now i've done so many i've been to so many kiss concerts and i'm always gene because obviously i'm the bass player right so everyone's like well you're clearly going to be gene we're going to fight over who's going to be paul and ace and then we'll force somebody who doesn't really like kiss to be peter (laughs) usually one of the girlfriends ends up Doing the cat, I always like, piss people mean? off. Yeah, I always piss people off. I say I'm going to be Vinnie Vincent. Like, I, oh yeah, like, can't you do like a sub? Right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. N- nothing piss. I mean, I I only played yeah, Eric Singer. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we did. I, I I played Kiss Night once at Vamped with Lady Chameleon, right? Because okay. they would never ask us to play. But um, I said as a joke, I was going to put on Vinnie Vincent fucking makeup, right? Like a week before the show. Yeah, I swear to God. I got at least 15 messages on Facebook. Don't you fucking do that. You don't know. <laughs> you're going to piss everybody off. I'm like, see, if you know me, you don't tell me that because yeah. now I really want to do it. Yeah. Know? I mean, I've never seen a group of people like just like just abhor a member of a band <laughs> like they do Vinnie Vincent. That's so freaking funny, man. That's uh, that's Morpheus's thing. No. Yeah, right. Morpheus because Morpheus does the Vinnie Vincent thing too. Right, yeah. which is fine. And he wasn't doing it that year too. And yeah. it, but it was just one of those things where I just mentioned it as a joke. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna dress like Vinnie Vincent. I'm gonna put on the fucking Egyptian face paint and bullshit. And I mean, literally they were mad. They're like, Don't you do that. You don't know how many enemies you're gonna make. I'm like like really? Like like what Any are they gonna more do? Than we got now? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Fight me in the parking lot? Like what the fuck is this? Like the Jets and the Sharks, you know? Like uh, I've seen most KISS fans, trust me, I'll be okay. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, fucking KISS concerts, man. I love it, dude. That's it's so much fun. I got to take Angela to her first KISS concert when they were doing their their finale or whatever. So which know, one? The, the, the 18th the, one? Or the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're coming back around again. But, yeah. Yeah, I was like on the first kids concert, which I didn't paint my face. I was just like, I'm just going to take the girl. We're going to sit in the back and hang out. And she's like, this is pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking kids, man. You know, like it's it's like the coolest concert you can go to. And it's like everyone's like, oh, you know, kiss sucks. And it's like, yeah, yeah man, they're, it's not Joe Satriani. Right. I get that. Yeah. yeah. You want to see 18 foot flames and. Chicks taking their tops off and all kinds of cool automation. That's it. And some of the state, most state of the art technology you can put on a concert stage. Right. 
Go see fucking Kiss, man. It's well, no, amazing. I mean, the thing, they knew they weren't virtuosos when they started, yeah. but they knew they can put on a hell of a show. It's and not about that. Yeah, it's about the show. It's That's about rock and roll all night and party every yeah, day. Yeah, like, if you take it's it at face Mozart. value, then it's fine. Like I said, I'm not a yeah. huge Kiss fan, but I, I, I know the songs. I love it. And it's like... If I want to go to a show and I want to hear a bunch of guys play three chord rock songs with catchy choruses and watch shit explode, that's the show you want to go to. Like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't sit there going, well, impress me. It's like, eh. impress you. Like, yeah. I mean, those Ace Freely solos are great. They're, they're great, man. I always tell this, you know what? You can say whatever you want about Ace, about Ace Freely, whether he's good or bad. Can you hum his? Uh, his solos everybody can oh yeah that's what you know you remember him absolutely you yeah. can hum his fucking solos you know hum a Satriani solo yeah. the guy's amazing but you can't do it you know you about one bar in and you're like ah yeah <laughs> I don't know what he's doing now he's yeah. holding the whammy over here right tickling he's sticking a back. finger in there who knows what he's doing now who knows yeah exactly <laughs> he's like no one will ever be able to re recreate this mess yeah that's yeah yeah it's like Ronnie yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's similar to like uh, someone like Roger Waters or um, not Roger Waters. That's the bass player, David Gilmore uh -huh. from Pink Floyd, mm -hmm. man. Yep. Who play like three notes in a solo, and they are the most perfect notes that yep. ever could have been Absolutely. put there. Huge impact. Yeah, and we it's just guy. so beautiful, man. We were, we were just talking about that. I think at our gig the other night, I said because I was telling our friend Rich, who's you know just learning how to how to play guitar i was like you know my one of my favorite guitar players is fucking uh mike campbell from uh tom petty and the heartbreakers oh, God, the guy's yeah. never played Amazing. more than five notes it's just do 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 boom and you'll remember it every single time yeah forever it's, yeah it's phenomenal yeah yeah keep it simple mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i do too yeah <laughs> but that's more out of necessity <laughs> your, your solo's fun man i, I like when you because it makes no sense at all. They really don't. No, it's just there's going to be a lot of bending going on, and yeah. uh, it's it's right of, off the cuff. And a lot of bends, a lot of squiggly wigglies. Yeah, <laughs> but it fits. Yeah. It fits. It gets weird after a while. So. Well, that's the thing. When I did the solo for Bipolar Coaster, mm -hmm. when, when, when Constantine was recording it, I said, so here's the thing. I said, because in my stupid head, solos have a story. Yeah. Like they mean something in the song. So I told him, I said, so... The solo is representing somebody finally snapping. So it has to like sound like it's just teetering on the edge and then you just lose it. Oh, and by the way, I want to make my guitar sound like a siren. <laughs> and he just like Kazuchi just looked at me like this. All right, fuck it. And <laughs> and the dude did it. Like there's that part where I yeah. do that little triad thing and it sounds like a siren. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. He's like, I, I fucking know what you're talking about. I'm like, then why did you look at me like that? He goes, because you're fucking stupid. He goes, you know what you you know what you want, but you don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over your con or your Constantine impression, man. Because it's so spot on. He's well, a New York you're from Jew. The same New York. Yeah, we're yeah. you know like we we grew up in the same area. Like you know, he's. A Jewish Italian, I'm an Italian Jew. It kind of, you know, it's almost the same thing. Yeah. So all you got to do is you do this, you know, and you just fuck a guy like that. And, the, <laughs> and, and the, the anger he gets, the higher the voice gets, which makes oh, yeah. it even better. Yeah. But he ends up getting calm afterwards. He does. It's yeah. like a catharsis for him just to speak. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like, because to be like a Long Island Jew is to almost be in pain at all times. And then you let it out. It's kind of like there's a rock in your shoe at all times. You're just walking around going, what the fuck is this fucking thing in my fucking shoe? And then you're like, <laughs> okay, now I'm better. That's how we all grew up. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious, man. I dig that. Uh, yeah, it's like he's in the room. 
It's like you're channeling him. <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should get like a like a piece of tri-tip and a bagel, and we can fucking do a Ouija board to get Constantine. You're going to summon him here with yes. that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're we, even now. We He's, love you, bud. Yeah. He talked shit about us last It's a, Now it's our turn. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he does, you know? He's, he's, he's a shit talker. You got to know that when you're hanging out with Constantine, exactly. man. He's fun. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. He I always like that guy. He can't be thin-skinned. No. It's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so where are you guys playing at these days, man? Let's see. When is Long this airing? Pause. Yeah. Hold on. October 18th. Okay. So well, by the time this airs, we have just played at the at Boulder in oh, Boulder really? City at the backstop twice. Twice. Ah. And they have not kicked us out on the first night. Right. They did not kick us out. We got paid fully. They did not uh, call the cops. It went very well. Um, I guess. And we're foreshadowing. Right. We're foreshadowing. And then the 23rd, we're playing for the the Duran family's. Um, Memorial. Memorial oh. for Tim and, and Art and all those guys. So uh, that's at, where's that at? Uh, Fremont Country Club. Fremont Country Club. And from there, hopefully by the time this airs, we'll have a record release party booked. But that's, as you know, is going just as well as the first one did at this point. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I was talking to the guys at Rockstar, but I'm going to hit them up again when we're done here today. Yeah, and it's, I'm going to try to talk them into getting a record release party that weekend for you. Hey, you know what? If they can do a record release party, that's great. If not, you know... Hey, we're, we're willing to play. We'll still we're play, still yeah. Yeah. Dude, we don't need a special occasion. Yeah, right. <laughs> we just exactly. need a gig. Yeah, I mean, they can't hate us. They haven't seen us yet. No, yeah, right. that's a perfect spot for you guys, man. They need more of what you guys do, man. It's like not to hurt, not to hate on anybody. It's like it's a lot of '80s rock. Well, it's it's like through there, and he's and yeah. Steve was talking to me about it when the owners. He's just like, I want to get some fresher sound going on. I don't want just '80s rock in my club all right. the time. How that's many times can you see what a, happens? Yeah, how many Journey cover bands can you see? Like yeah. really, you know? But they do so well. They, I exactly, and that's that's they the make money. that's the curse is they do make money. But yeah. it's just kind of like, but now here's my because I haven't been to the place yet, so I'm not saying this to be rude. I really don't know. Yeah, is it a place that people go to just because it's a place to go, or the people going there because of the acts that they're bringing in? It's turning into a place to go to. I okay. mean, it's still really new, right? So, but people are kind of view, you know viewing it as a nice uh, a nice like breath of fresh air in the rock community, man. Mm -hmm. You know, they the owners really stay back and don't really get involved, so it's just kind of like a place to to right. go and get a drink. And there's not really a lot of uh, you know mm -hmm. bullshit going on there. It's just like yeah, here's a come all are welcome. Right, come rock and roll. Cool. You know? Okay. Uh, so I dig that about the place, man. And they're really open to whoever they're putting on the stage. Right. Yeah. So I had heard that there was like a tourist vibe to it. Like there's a lot of tourists showing up to there, but I don't yeah. well, it's well, on so, the, It's on Las Vegas Boulevard. Right? It's on Las Vegas Boulevard. That's where that Callaway was. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. And it's still open as a golf resort, man. Right. Or like not a resort, but a, like, you know, you can play golf there. Right. And everyone's whacking balls out and trying to hit that white van. <laughs> and, you know, and then we got rock shows going on inside and golf going on outside. It's a yeah. cool vibe, man. Yeah, it'd be great. And it's worth going over there and hitting some balls. I think it's like 20 bucks or something. They get a bucket of balls and, and right. You know, Drive them out in the fucking field, man. It's great. Yeah, it. yeah. it's a cool little spot, man. Yeah, but, yeah. We gotta get you in over there, man. And then uh, I don't know what else is going on around town, man. Like the, uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm still trying to get a feel for how many clubs shut down and how many are, new ones are opening up. And well, the, the you know, the the ones that shut down. I mean, you know, there's nothing you can do. I mean, they. they it was our fault. That was yeah, and then yeah, we should we, we we do that. We shut places down. We've closed two places. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh really? Like, we start the place and then build it up, and then it shuts down. Uh, like we did it with Babes. We were the first band to play Babes. Then we were the first band to get like a residency there. 
And, and they were the last band. And then the last yeah. time that the, the night, they, last night they ever had, we played, and then they were done. And then the Rusty Putters, same thing. We we're one of the first bands to play there. We were the first band to play their their New Year's Eve party, and it was fantastic. And then they were gone. So that's yeah. what we do. It's hard to open a venue, man. Like, oh, people it's, don't it's, realize how expensive it is to keep yeah. the doors open on a place like it's, that. It's it's stupid hard. Number one, and then it's. Also, the, the decisions that are made, if you want to have live entertainment, the decisions are made are not the best. And uh, yeah. we have discussed this a million times. You know, you, you keep getting the same people involved that have destroyed just about every other club. Why are you bringing them in here now? You yeah. know, it, it's kind of like, I don't Like know. you guys. Yeah, no. like us. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, don't I, book us. Yeah. If you uh, want your business to succeed, but, like, don't I, book I'm us. I'm talking mostly about people on, you know, on the back end. You know, it's like, hey, you know, the, the, like this person's booking this club. Well, okay, the other three clubs they booked did shit. Why are they here now? It's kind of like, you know, the, the baseball manager that, you know, manages, you know, the Orioles and they go 50 and 110 and he gets fired and then it's like, oh, the Yankees want him now. Why? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like that. So, I mean... I, there's a couple of newer places that we've been trying to get into that I, you know, have been uh, hitting the wall with as I usually do, and I see like the things that, that they're putting in, and I'm going, well, this is why this isn't going to work. Like yeah. I give this six months because this is what you did the last time you booked at a club, and we all see how how well that went, you know. So it's just like there's there's this. I don't even know if it's uh, what's that word when you you know, you're being content with what you do. I don't know, like uh, complacent. Yeah, I don't know if it's complacency that people just don't want to try something new, or if it's just like you can I can pull the wool over your eyes just long enough to get a dollar, and then I'll move on to somebody else. You yeah, know? that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, you know, it's a it's an interesting town we live in, man. You know, I think it's more us than them. But it could be us. I think yeah, it's more it's us all your than fault. Them. It doesn't hurt that well, people no, talk shit about us all the time. It, it's yeah. not it. it in that regard, I don't mean it as a bad thing. I just mean that we're offering something that I think they're afraid of. Yeah. They're afraid it's going to work. They're not used to it. And yeah. they, they're used to what does work because that's what feeds them. Right. Yeah. You know, and then we come up with something like this, and it's, I want to say it's untested. It's 10 years in the works, but um, it just, it's not what people want to hear yet. Right. At least I thought it was going to be because I, I thought people would be tired of all the stuff that is still going on that we just discussed, all the journey and sweet child of mine and this, that, and the other. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I yeah, think it's nice to hear some 90s rock and sure. some more modern stuff every once yeah. in a while. And yeah, and there's a whole bunch of newer bands right now that are, I, and I, I use that term because, you know, bands that are playing 90s stuff like in the casinos and stuff like that and it's like it's the same guys that are playing the 80s stuff they just you know put on a different wig yeah and uh but again the song choices are what you would typically expect it's like oh good they're doing superman like three <laughs> doors down great because nobody does that song yeah yeah you know it's like it's the same thing like if you're gonna play a zeppelin song does it have to be rock and roll they got like 12 albums, all right? You can pick a different song. Yeah. It's the same thing now with the 90s bands. They're like, oh, we're going to do Sunset with Pilots. Okay, here comes Plush. Yeah. Because that's the only song apparently they have, you know? We're going to do some Nirvana. Okay, it smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, and th that's the one thing that we always try to work against when we were doing only covers. It was like, we'll do the band, but we're not doing the hit. Like, we'll find that secondary song that everybody, that a true fan really knows. Yeah. And I think that's what scares people at times, you know? Um, that and... Just like like what Sean was saying, it's like if if we change everything that they know, what do they do? Because now you have to go. Okay, well we can't just have a, a grunge band every Saturday. Because what am I going to do with you know the fifteen Journey cover bands that I got coming in next year? You know, so they have to rearrange everything. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like I love, always liked it when you guys came in, man. It's like you. a brush, breath of fresh air, man. We like to think so. Yeah. And especially like when we started doing the original stuff too, you know. It's well, your like, originals are great. Thank you. Thank appreciate you, that. I appreciate. It. Yeah. We we hear that and I believe that like more now than I'll ever believe that we were a great cover band. Yeah. If that makes sense because like anybody can be a great cover band. So if you tell me that our band was great as covers like thanks. Like, you know, we pretty much just play somebody else's stuff and we do it good. But like when people say, "Hey man, you, your original stuff is good." That's like, "Okay, thank you." Like that means something to me because it could easily be shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and speaking of your originals, you sent me a link to uh, one of the songs on the new album. I did, because I'm that kind of guy. Nice. You're going to get to debut it. Yeah. Oh, can I play it? Yeah, you can is play it okay it. if I play it? It is okay awesome, if you play it. Awesome, you give awesome, awesome. Bipolar. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Snap. Let's see one. what happens when I push play right here. The insurance bill just came in. It's like, oh, <laughs> it was hot that day. It was. It's almost like we lived in a desert. Got a little darker, a little bit, yeah. Little bit. Man, it's dark pretty, stuff on this record. Pretty dark. Definitely check out uh, Bipolar coming out tomorrow. Technically, yeah? Bipolar Coaster. Bipolar Coaster. Yes. My bad. That's dog. okay. That's okay. Bipolar Coaster coming out tomorrow, <laughs> October yes. 19th. Tell your friends, share it, like it, stream it. What's whatever you can do to it. I don't care. Buy it. It'll be great. But That's you can awesome. steal it. I don't care. We're not, Most, yeah, we're right. not making any money. Not making so. money. It'll end up on Spotify and all that. And oh yeah, I'll be on everything on. Nice. iTunes and Apple and everything, Amazon and Deezer and the 4,000 other streaming sites around the world that we end up on that I go, what the hell? Yeah. Like, get a BMI statement. It's like, I never heard of this one, but I'll take the scent they sent mm -hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we actually have a real publisher now, too. Do you? Who's your publisher? Yeah, man? we signed with Steam Music oh, in really? Germany. Yeah. So how's that going? Well, I mean, you know, they're just getting started, but their, their goal is just to put the, the music in... Uh, TV and movies and shit like that's their goal. Oh, cool. It's like yeah, because I mean we can't. I I tried doing it on my own and it's just it's impossible. Like you, yeah. you, you know. So it's, it's about like networking. 
It is. You know? and and you gotta, you're not involved with that network of people, man. Yeah. Then they, it's, it's cool because they found us, you know, like we were wrecking. It's like, it, there was like this weird snowball thing that happened last year because like we, we did over and done our single got picked up to be on a compilation record in, in uh, the UK. And it didn't do very well because nobody buys records, right? But from that, we got hooked up with Steam Music and then the uh, A&R people we're working with now at Liberty. They're based in Australia. And so, like, they sought us out, which is great. Like, we didn't have to go around going, hey, listen to our records. Like, they, like, emailed us. They called us, you know? And it's funny because everybody overseas, because in America we can't get arrested. But overseas <laughs> we actually do okay, you know? Uh, so they're like, you guys, we want to hear, okay, here, you, here you go. You guys run. Like, we do what you can with it. Yeah, do whatever awesome. you can, you know? And like, we don't have any, you know, like, I don't want my music to be, no, no, fuck it, sell it. I don't give a shit. Put it in a condom commercial, Budweiser. <laughs> I don't fuck what you're selling it. Just I put wanna, it in I there. want like, yeah. a, like a new medication. I that would that, be good for bipolar. Oh, yeah, that would be really yeah, good. New medication, new bipolar medication. Yeah, Gleaminex. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the- <laughs> you, know, you can just picture, you know, the commercial people doing normal activities in slow motion. With right. Song playing over the top of it. Right. And you got to over the side effects. You got to have the guy in the uh, somebody in a bathtub because every every commercial, like especially Cialis. It's always like a bathtub in the middle of Endor, like in the middle of a forest. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. What, who does that? Like, you would ever. fucking do that, probably. I would. I wouldn't need the bathtub though. <laughs> I'll go hang out in the forest to chill right. and get all smelly. <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Yeah, this is a, take this pill. It'll cure you know bipolar disorder, and it'll you know side effects may include you know suicidal depression, and right. Itchy eyeballs and you know heart attack and sausage fingers you know, like sausage fingers are like great you know I won't be su- I won't have bipolar any disorder anymore but you know I might kill myself or have a heart attack yeah, so. that's fine you'll but feel it, good take about the it. pill yeah. as as long as they're using our song it'll be fine yeah they're like listen we understand this has been hard <laughs> it's been a hard time but play the song and take the pill and you'll be okay yeah just take it. the pill right just take it I don't give a shit oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That is definitely the world we live in, man. Yeah. I talked to a lot of people about that shit. I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel like shit all the time. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you eat like shit. When's the last time you exercised? You know, what are you doing? You watch fucking TV all day? Why don't you read a book? You know, it's yep. like, you unplug a second, you know? And they're just like, nah, I'm just going to get a, you know, I just want a pill from my doctor. I want my doctor to solve all my problems for me. And like, ah, good for you. Now, see, <laughs> let me know how that works out. Mm-hmm. Keep fucking eating McDonald's and not taking care of yourself. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great. Guilty. <laughs> Everybody is. We're all pieces of shit. We are. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but if you're honest about it, it makes it okay. Yeah. That's, there you go. That's, you're right. If you could admit that you're a piece of shit, yeah. then you have already taken the first step. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lie about it. We all know. Yeah. I tell, that's how I introduce <laughs> myself. Hi. My name is Dominic. I'm a piece of shit. They're like, oh, good. Good. As long as we got that out of the all way. Right. Yeah. Fun. I was thinking that, you know? So thanks for confirming. Yeah. Welcome to Pieces of Shit Anonymous. Right. I, I want people to say, like, what a piece of shit that guy is. Like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Everyone uh, everyone criticizes McDonald's, but someone's fucking buying a billion burgers every, every year. day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Absolutely. It's like the well, – we, 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 we did a, a show two weeks ago, and uh, we did a Nickelback song. 
Yeah, you know, I just because that's just how we are. It's like we'll do Nickelback because everybody hates them. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you all hate them. Like they sold like 50 million records. Somebody in this room has one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you can all sit there yeah. and stay. You, you know, oh, no, they, you, you bought it. They're still yeah. on the radio all day long, constantly. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And it's like, have you ever seen a video of them playing live? They don't play clubs. No, those are gigantic stadiums yep. and arenas that they play. And they smile all the way to the bank. Oh, they're the happiest band in the business, yep. I think, because they know yeah. what they are. Yeah. And they know what they are, and they accept it. And I want to be in them. I want to be in Nickelback. <laughs> I would love it. If they, so if they called you up tomorrow and said, hey, why don't you come play Triangle? I'm there. Yeah. There you go. Ding. 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 Yeah. Look at this photograph. Ding. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when I was in school uh, for audio engineering, recording engineering, they used Nickelback as an example of what's happened to the music industry, right? And uh-huh. so they they pull up a Pro Tools session, and they start loading up Nickelback songs into the uh, and it's all quantized the, the same, forums. right? It's not just quantized the same, right? It's like the same key, and then like you can't tell the difference between the waveforms of the songs. Like there's like a <laughs> breakdown at exactly the same spot. The bridge comes up, you know. Like they load up like three or four songs, and it's like is that the same song four yeah. times? And it's like. Technically, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> the words change a little. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And it's like they're using the same chords and the same everything, the same sure, time signature. it works. Yeah, and it's I, just like, here's a formula, rinse and repeat. Yep, I keep this money train rolling, mm-hmm. baby. No I, one knows any different. I was in a band in Florida in 95, right? And it was just a cover band. And I remember, I, I actually liked the first Nickelback record, the very first one, Enemy of the State, right? Um... So I got that with the state, the enemy of the state, the fuck, uh, which I thought was a great record. And I was driving to rehearsal one day, and they're like, oh, we got a, you know, this new song from Nickelback, and it was How You Remind Me. Yeah. And I pulled over, and I was like, holy shit, and I drove immediately to like Walmart and bought the CD. Yeah, when that song came out, that was right? a big deal, man. And I listened to it on the, it was about a 30-minute drive to rehearsal. I listened to it on the way to rehearsal. When I got to rehearsal, I put the CD, and I said, we're playing the song. We're learning the song, yeah. because I guarantee you within a week, this is going to be huge. And I also said, and this will be the end of this band, because every song they ever write will sound like this. Yeah. So we learned it, right? We had a gig that Saturday night. We had to play the song three times. Oh, yeah. People kept requesting it. Yeah. It was that quick. And I knew it the, the minute I fucking heard it. I was like, that's going to be fucking huge. Just yeah. Four yeah. beautiful chords, man. Yeah. All and you only need one finger so to play. You only need one finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's all dropped. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, it, yeah. Just every, like, when they do that class, you know, that you're talking about, like, this yeah. is what happened. You go, okay, but this is why it happens because. If you take that song in a bubble, it's like the most perfect pop song ever written. You know, yeah. like between that one and the fucking uh, somebody I used to know by Gote, like like they're like the two most perfect songs ever written. Everything that you would want in a pop song is right there, and you don't even realize it. And yeah. then you sit there and you go, "Well, fuck yeah! No wonder why that thing's huge." You know. And if I was in Nickelback and that was, I'd be writing the same fucking song too. If Bipolar becomes a hit next year, hey, this is our new song, Tripolar, yeah. and then we got Quadrupolar. It's gonna be great. <laughs> that's it, man, you know? And that's the difference between, you know, just a, a, a money-making machine type of band project like that that does end up becoming huge. Yeah. And something that's a little more creative or a little more, like, you know, off the wall, you know? Like, uh, I like all kinds of random music, but uh, I don't know. But, I mean, Prince is a good example of that succeeding, mm-hmm. where every album is completely unique to itself, and he never writes the same song twice, but it's like, that's like the most complicated process. Sure. And it's all just fucking all over the place. 
and uh, or like fuck, like Stevie Wonder was like that, where everything is this. You hear the good stuff that he did, right? And you're like, that's incredible. What an amazing song. Where did that come from? And you're listening to the whole album. And you're like, oh, <laughs> there's like nine songs of trash on this, right? And it's like, what the what but is that, he thinking? Yeah, you but know, that's but why they can do that. Experimentalism. Yeah, yeah. They they throw. I mean, you can argue that like with Prince and everything. It's like, yeah, he can do that, but he always found one hit in every genre that he wrote in. Yeah, he found a way to craft that song. You know. A guy like you know Chad Kroger, you know from Nickelback, does yeah. he have that capability? No. He might, but the odds are he doesn't. Yeah. So he's like, well, I hit once. Let me try it again. I hit twice. Okay, now the machine's moving, and it's like uh, I'm going to stay on. Yeah. Because, you know, you can get off at any time, and then nobody cares. Yeah. You know, but they, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a record label behind him going, hey, Chad. What you got? Yeah. He's like, oh, I've got this new jazz in for the way. No, fuck you, right? How you remind me again. Just go switch another word. <laughs> Nobody uh, wants to hear your puppet show, Chad. That's well, it. As far as like what we do originally, one of my goals has been to make sure that every song is unique to itself. Yeah. And if you go through our first album and you go through these next ones here, I think we've done a good job of achieving that. Um, it drives them nuts because I'm I pound that home every time, you know, when when we're getting ideas coming at each other and whatnot. I'd be like, that's good, but that sounds kind of like this. And then let's you know work yeah. out and see where we go. We already have a pop punk song. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just uh, you know I, I grew up a, a you know Led Zeppelin fan. Yeah. And most of it, yes, it's blues based, but it's very hard to find one song that will sound you know identical to another. And that's just my methodology because then that way it challenges us. And mm -hmm. then at the same time, we don't get, you know, put into that box. Yeah. You know, where you have to write that song to be successful anymore because that's what, you know, they're expecting from you. Oh, yeah. They just want to, that's what, that's what pop music became in general, you know. Mm -hmm. They like stop looking for any like actual talent and they're just like, we can follow these few rules and these make money and people don't know any better. Yep. And they'll listen to it. If we play it three times on the radio and we get them to hear it a third time, it's in their brain forever, and yep. we got those motherfuckers. And then we can sell them perfume and T-shirts because that's where the real money is. That's it, yeah, yeah. exactly, oh. man. Yeah, like uh, one of the best examples I think as of late is Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Yeah? God, they're awful. They can just write a hook, and it's in the next commercial. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or it's on the end of this soundtrack, or it's in this video game, or something like that, and it's just the hook. No, mm -hmm. I, dude, I jumped on that train big time whenever I was working with them. Like the first show I, I did with Imagine Dragons, I was like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what everybody's been wanting. Mm -hmm. Like I, I right. this is this is what's they're gonna be fucking huge. Mm -hmm. I just knew it. You know? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, they ended up. Yeah, they they worked their asses off, man. And uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and it's just like, what is this? You know, I, I don't. Well, I'm not really into listening to their tunes. I, like, why do you have but, a guitar player in the band? I haven't heard a guitar yeah. in, in years in that fucking music. Like, why do you even have one? You yeah. know, and even a drummer because everything's sampled. You know, it's like oh, yeah, it's all in the box. And it bummed me out when they started doing the recording process because mm -hmm. uh, I was doing their live shows for them, and I had all these recordings of them playing live, and I was like, you guys are incredible, man. Like, they really. Uh, they're all Berkeley trained musicians, so they're fucking, they're really talented, and they would right. change, they would rewrite their songs every night. Uh -huh. And they would do it just talking to each other, which was above my head, big time. And they're just like, all right, so this is what we're going to do with this one, this one, this one, this one, and, I, and I'd mix their shows every night. Right. And I, and 
and yeah, every night was every song was completely rewritten just by a quick discussion beforehand, mm-hmm. and they were just experimenting like crazy, just to find sound. what worked and everything. Yeah, and they finally landed like this this sound, like it was just like a lot of like random percussion stuff, and you know, it's like yeah, where is the fucking guitar on it half right. the time? And yeah, it's this digital sound. And they would go in the studio, and everything was just in the box, and like all individually recorded you could tell like it was mm-hmm. just like all isoed yeah. throughout the whole thing super sterile and i was like when you guys play together as a band it's fucking awesome mm-hmm. and i was like you guys really should be ca- trying to capture that in the studio and there's like ah we like what he's doing you know and yeah. it turned into what it is now where it's just all well, digital that's what yeah that's yeah. what works i mean we did that with this record we we didn't use a we didn't use a click track we just went in and played live and than did overdubs. Well, and you try to use a click, but it just we tried to use a because click. the songs were too fucked up. Well, that's well, yeah. So first of all, the songs are kind of fucked up, but um, it was just one of those. You know, sometimes it doesn't work. Like you know, Jay the drummer, he was just having a day. And the funny thing is that you know, when we did the first record and, and this and the follow up singles, he's always been right on. Like he's never an issue with a metronome. Yeah. And for some reason, when we started again, the songs are kind of screwed up. There's a couple of weird time things that go on in the songs, um, so it's kind of hard. But he just wasn't getting it. And then Constantine was like, fuck it, you don't need to play live. Yeah. You know, so we just recorded live. And it's cool because it made us work harder because, like, you know, for those of you who don't know, if you don't play to a metronome and you can't cut and paste. No. So if, you know, if me or Sean played a guitar part that sounded really good and we wanted to do it again, we had to play it again instead of cutting it and copying it and doing that. So, like, on a song like uh, like Bloodspill, which is the second song on the, on the, on the uh, EP, there's like 12 guitars in there. That's 12 tracks of me and Sean. You know, like yeah. we didn't cut and paste anything. We went back and and if we forgot to do something, open another track and we'd hit two notes and okay, we're done and we're out, you know? That's the magic of recording that I like. That whole thing of quantizing everything and then like you said, ISOing everything. It's like, why even here? Yeah, it gets boring after a while. Yeah. You lose that that roughness, that that rawness, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I've done albums where like I have this digital drum set behind me and we did the whole thing on in digital and superior drummer. And uh, and then we're like, you know, I was like, we'll do it in digital. We'll play to a click. But it's like, you know, we'll leave a little bit of that loosey goosey feel. So it feels like a human's playing it. Superior right. drummer is pretty good at tricking your brain. You're like, that's an awesome sounding drum kit. And you're right. like, yeah, mm. yeah, it is an awesome <laughs> sounding drum kit. And uh, but then we were like, no, we want to make it perfect. And uh-huh. I was like. That was a crazy goal to try to achieve on an album. We did a good job on it, but uh, but it was like a little bit bullshit by the end of it and trying mm-hmm. to quantize everything exactly to the click perfectly. Because when a drummer's playing, if you if you grid if you map the grid out over the top of their play, right, the snare. Some drummers play ahead of the click. Some drummers play a little behind the click, and right. it's like natural for the human to kind of hear it and go for it at one way or another or anticipate it yeah no one's ever right on the click like a robot right and uh and so to take those drums and and put them like a really he was a really good drummer too and he put that all into a quantized system to perfection it, it really fucked the vibe Just of everything the you, say you lose all the feel yeah yeah and then it's like everybody has to play perfectly like yeah. all their guitar parts and all their bass parts and everything, which isn't such a big deal when you have the perfectly, you know, quantized drums and everything. But it's like there's that slight swing variation that mm-hmm. really makes it feel human. Yeah. And there was one of my favorite. I think what was it? Big O. I don't know if you guys watch anime, but yeah. uh, on Big O, uh, it was uh, this robot that you know it's the fucking anime. So uh, they have this robot butler 
thing going mm-hmm. on and it is learning how to play piano. I mean, it's programmed how to play piano. So it learns how to play piano by learning how to make mistakes mm-hmm. intentionally and like learning how to get off the click because it sounds like someone actually playing the piano. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's that's what we want. That's what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. you want to hear you're, you're there for the flaws, man, especially yeah. the live show, too. Like on the record, it really makes it feel like a band's playing on your stereo. Mm-hmm. But then like, yeah, that's where we go to see a live performance. I go for the mistakes. I love when someone fucks up live or like they change it and here's a different solo. Or right. They, they shift it around, you know, it's like it's worth it was worth getting out of my house and putting pants on. To Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anybody can play a record. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, we we will extend certain parts of our own songs. Sometimes we'll shorten them off. Sometimes Sean will go off on a solo and just like, okay, let him go. And, you know, we oh, well, and it's just because, well, it keeps it interesting for us too. Because yeah. you got to think by the time, by the time this record comes out, these songs were written a year ago. They've been rehearsed to death. They've been changed to death. I've rewritten the words a million times. He's rewritten his leads a million times. You know, we're almost sick of them, and they haven't even come out yet, you know? Yeah. So now we're going to, you know, we start playing them live, and we go, okay, well, how can we keep it interesting? Well, we're going to change this. You know, I go, we're going to, you know, accent this part more so than we did on the record and stuff like that. And that's, yeah, that's what I go for, too. Like, you know, I remember I saw you 2 three nights in, in a row on the on the uh, uh, Octung Baby Tour. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. Because the first night, they were great. The second night, they were just as good as the first night, but it was the exact same show. And then the third night was, too. To the point where not only was it all the songs played in the same order, all the stage banter was the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything he said it was so... It had to be scripted because yeah. they had so much shit going on in the back. The, all the automation and everything. Yeah, like and that. I remember sitting there going, like, oh. And then, you know, conversely, I saw Aerosmith two nights in a row at Madison Square Garden. Two nights... Completely different sets. Now, there were certain songs that were played together in the set because they had to be. Yeah. But other than that, no. It was completely different. It was like one night they did this song, the next night it was nowhere to be found. You know, I love Ween. I'm going to go see them, you know, two nights yeah, next fun. next week. I seen them three nights in a row, all three nights. They never repeat a song. Yeah. So if you like, if you missed the first night and they played, you know, your favorite, you know, they played Baby Bitch, you missed it. They're not playing it Saturday, you know? I saw Nine Inch Nails, and I saw them on the second night or the third night, whatever, when they played here. Uh-huh. And it was like, I'm not a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. I mean, I love Nine Inch Nails, but it's not like I I have all their albums memorized. Like, yeah. say, like Kiss, I can name all the songs when they're playing. I know them all. And Slayer, I know them all. Primus, I know them all. Right. But they fucking played. So they played a couple nights, and then the whole thing was just like B-sides. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't know anything they uh, played. I'd been all over that. I love that yeah, band. I love that uh, band. Yeah. It was really cool, right. and they and uh, all the effects were amazing. And of course, you know, they, I don't think they played closer either, which really? was a bummer. That's yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they probably played it two nights in a row or something like that. They're like, yeah, fuck everybody. Yeah, you know, but, I, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. I, like I've seen bands that do that. I'm like, I just fucking play the song. Like, yeah. you know, you know who actually blew my mind about that was was uh, Billy Corgan. He was on Joe Rogan a couple years ago. Yeah. And he was notorious for that. Like, you know, you'd see Smashing Pumpkins and they would be like, here's 18 songs that have never been released. I think that was the show. And then he said, like, he realized in the mid 2000s when he started doing the reunion shows, he goes, these aren't my songs. These are everybody's songs. Yeah. Why not play what people want to hear? Yes. He goes, I, you know, I can be selfish and keep them to myself, but they're already out there. And he goes, and I'd rather them come see me play them than sit at home and listen to them. Yeah. You know, and I'm and now for a guy like Billy Corgan to say that because he's so, you know, in his own head. But yeah, it makes complete sense. Like, I can't think of a day that 
I wouldn't want to play one of our songs. You know, I mean, we have the, our moments. Like, I don't want to play that tonight. But if somebody asks for it, it's getting played. Oh, yeah. Know? So. Well, it's like, um, what was it? The Eagles, they fired their guitar player because mm-hmm. uh, there was one song that he just didn't want to play anymore. I don't think he could. It was, Randy, s- it was actually Randy Miser, the bass player. He didn't want it. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want to do. Uh, the high note, I think, uh, yeah. or something on like. Yeah, it was the high one note. One of these nights. Yep, that's was it. Is that what it was? Yeah, he didn't want to do it. He's like, I can't really do it anymore. And let's just not play that tune or we can skip the high note. And they were like, no, man. Yeah. Like, people are paying money to see <laughs> the Eagles. Like this is this is we're giving them the good stuff. They come they come here to hear these right. songs. They want to hear you hit that G sharp. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and then so they got rid of him, and they you know they got um uh, uh Tim, Tim, Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh. No, Timothy B Schmidt. B Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Timothy, Timothy B. McVeigh. That's so, uh, Oklahoma bomber. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> A little different, known, you know, famous for other reasons. Right. Yeah. Oh. So one he, of those Tims in my brain. So here's a good trivia question. Yeah. So Timothy B. Schmidt replaced Randy Miser in the Eagles, right? Okay, yeah. He also replaced Randy Miser in Pogo, because that's where he came from. Oh, okay. So when, when Randy Miser left Pogo to join the Eagles, Timothy Schmidt replaced him and then replaced him again in the Eagles. What a perfect... <laughs> that's so perfect. They're like, who he's got like rid of him in his last band? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like the minor league guy. He's yeah. like, ah, call, call up Tim. We need Second him. string. And Timothy Tim, Schmidt's amazing, too. I mean, what a talented dude that yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, hell of a singer. Yeah. Yeah. I love the. I was fortunate enough to catch him when they were still like at full strength. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm fucking, what a show. I mean, what I remember. I was in my 20s, so I was extremely drunk. Right. But yeah, the first half of the, they did like 90 minutes and took an intermission and did another 90 minutes. Right. And so I had. I chugged a bunch of booze <laughs> during the intermission, and like I don't remember the second <laughs> second set, but the first set, the first set was incredible. Man, the man. first set was great. My face got melted. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, man. Yeah, just yeah, the harmonies and everything like that is incredible. What an amazing talent. Yeah, that shit. I mean, I, I never got to see them, but I mean, they, they were amazing. Yeah. They're one of those bands where it's like, yeah, it's the Eagles. Like, fuck, I really don't like. Oh, no, I know every song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I do. I love the Eagles, don't yeah. I? Yeah, I kind of yeah. do. I guess. Yeah. That's like Foreigner. Everyone's like, who the right. fuck is Foreigner? Your favorite band right. you didn't know about. <laughs> like, what? It's like, yeah, you literally know every Foreigner you know song. It. If you it's in it. your brain, you just don't right. know that you love Foreigner. I love Foreigner. Yeah. I love Foreigner. I'm like that with Cake. I, I fucking hate Cake. That band. Oh, but I can so sing every fucking song. Oh, I know yeah. all the lyrics mm-hmm. because it was so. Sm- into my brain in the mid 90s. Yeah. You know, that it was like every time it was like, oh, I want to go to show. It's like, fuck, it's on. Song's on again. <laughs> and it didn't matter what channel you like, you know, it's like you flipped it up. It's on that channel too now. Yeah. And then I catch myself going, hey, ho. It's like, fuck. You know, but I hate that band. I can't stand them. Yeah. And that's what, that's what they, like the music industry does to you too. Yeah. Like Clear Channel and shit like that. They, they force these songs that are, they're, they're clearly like the same three chords and the mm. same type of progressions and everything like that. Mm. You know, it's 120 BPMs. And so it sinks into your brain, though. And like your brain is just running this pattern recognition software. And so they're like, if we can just get them to hear this song three times, yep. we got them. Because then every time they hear it, the brain goes, I know what that pattern is. Right. And it goes, yeah, buddy, I recognized the pattern. And you're a little serotonin bump. And you're like, do I like this song? And it's like, no, it's not a good song. Right. No, it's awful. They're hypnotizing you. Yeah, yes, yeah. but I do need to go get a cheeseburger right, right. now yeah. because of this song. So. <laughs> that's exactly it, And man. that's the same reason why like, they, you know, they also do every other 
like the subject matter is always the same, and, and the, the you know if one song has a fucking accordion in it, then t- you know the next ten songs you have an accordion in it in the exact same spot. You oh know? yeah, they've got it down to a science, and and what's even worse is that you know we're coming up on a generation like if you take my like my kids that are in their early twenties now, right? It's an entire generation that has never had to buy music. Like think about that. It's so cool. They have literally never had to buy music. Although I remember like having to choose. You know? Yes. I was like, I can buy one record every month. I have enough money to buy one record. Right. And uh, Or CD, as it were. I'm not that freaking old. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just like calling them records. It's, <laughs> it's a recording. Uh, no, and it's like, you got that's a really critical yeah. decision you have to make with your sure money, man. Well, because you, you know you're going to get the three songs you want. Yeah. But the rest is a gamble because you haven't heard them yet. Gamble. Yeah. It's like, is this just filler for the contract or mm-hmm. are these songs actually good? And yeah. they weren't any good. Yeah, and now yeah. these these kids, they, they've never done that before. So now, like, you know, in a way that hurts guys like us that are trying to sell records, like no one's going to buy them. You oh, know? yeah, I crushed but, the record industry. You know, and now, the, now the good thing is that, you know, because someone's at like, why are you guys making CDs? Because you know what? A lot, we sold a lot of CDs on the last record because people our age, they wanted mm-hmm. CDs. You know, it, there was no 15-year-old kids buying them. They were all streaming it. But yeah. the 40 and 50-year-old rock fans, they bought CDs. So that's why we're going to do it. But it's just weird how... Because of that reason that these kids have never had to buy music, they've also never had to be indiscriminate about it either for that same reason. Yeah. So therefore, it's like, well, this sounds like shit, but I'm going to leave it on my playlist anyway because everybody else is listening to it. You know, if I didn't like Slayer, for instance, I just wouldn't buy the record. You know, I could I'm like, no, I'm not going to waste my money now. It's like, well, I don't like Slayer, but hey, my TikTok is 15,000 streams. So I'm going to leave it on now. It's like. It doesn't have you just to... just want to feel like you're part of something. Yeah. You know, everybody oh, yeah. likes this, and so I can, you know... Right. It doesn't have that... that yeah. You know, when you discover that band that was, that you know, that was nobody, and you're like, yeah, that's mine. And then they exploded. <laughs> like, I, then you become the hipster guy. I liked him before anybody liked him, you know? Well, I did that in my in the small town I grew up uh, in California. I, I brought Facelift back to that town, right, when it just uh-huh. come out. Oh, nice. Yeah, no one had, uh, you know, they'd seen the Man in the Box video, but they hadn't heard the rest of the record. And, uh, you know, I brought that in, and everybody, it was just, it, it took over. Uh-huh. It took over because, you know, that that one came out before Nevermind did. Yeah. And so it kind of, like, primed the pump, mm-hmm. you know. It, it whetted everybody's appetite. And uh, because, you know, up until that point, it was, metal was still very, very strong. You know, this is 89, 90. And, uh, you know, in a fairly rural area that didn't get a lot of new stuff coming into it. But I had moved from L.A. to this little town and I brought all my L.A. stuff with me. You know, huh. And, and uh, it just kind of picked up from there. But uh, the thing is, is what I see now and why, you know, we're pushing singles and things like that is because of the attention span of the listener. Mm-hmm. OK, we've got all these computers, all these distractions, computers in our pockets, all this stuff to, to occupy our time when we used to fill our time with sitting down and listening to that record. Because that's all we had. Mm-hmm. You put it on, you open up the liner notes, you start reading the lyrics and you go along with it and you really start to internalize the songs. Yeah. You know, now it's just background noise for whatever else we're doing being distracted by. Yeah. yeah. No, I have a um, I have a record player in the living room out there, and uh, and yeah, I have like the 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 Alexa boxes around and whatnot, but uh, it is nice to be able to say, hey, play whatever on the uh, on the little the little digital microphone box, right. but uh, 
to actually take the time to crack a vinyl open, mm-hmm. put it on the turntables, and like you get 20 minutes of play time. Right. And you got to pay attention because you're flipping that thing here in a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And it's like it becomes part of your like your experience more. You know? Yeah. So you're really getting into that into that music and and you really take the time to listen yeah to it. and then also too you know i think the the content of the albums had more substance to it yeah you know and that's why you when you sat down and you listened to you're looking for the quality or looking for yeah. something that was going to maybe change your perspective or give you a new idea or something like that or go i understand what he's feeling sure whereas um you know now it's just like you said alexa play this well and also yeah. too like back then you know like think about the amount of thought process that went into just sequencing the the songs on each side of the record you know as you said you had 20 minutes per side that was it so it's like there's five songs i gotta put these in the right order it was like it was like building a set list for a live show you know i gotta i gotta make sure that i hold everybody's attention so that they want to flip the next side over you know that's gone now too you know it's like you know we we sequenced our last record it was like okay well this this looks good in here you know like there wasn't a lot of thought you know the the label we were on like already gone to the first single that's going to be the number one song on the record we don't give a fuck what you do after that you know but like you know we we did you know the compilation that we were on the only reason why we were on it was because it was on vinyl we wanted to be on a vinyl record yeah we knew it wasn't going to sell it wasn't like we thought we were going to be huge but it was like some guy was willing to put us on a vinyl record and we all got a copy and it's it red great. and it sounds fantastic it. it's red you know because like if we want to you awesome. know we we have people asking us to put out vinyl it's like yeah you want to pay for it because it's fucking expensive yeah and i don't think we can sell a hundred you know vinyl copies at $30 a pop to break even, you know? <laughs> I'd love to say we could, but I doubt it because people are cheap. Yeah. Like I said, because they don't buy shit, you know? Yeah, you got to print those things in a pretty big bulk to, to be able to sell them. It's, at a yeah, price. I mean, it's getting better now. Um, I have a, I have a contact that gave me a good price to do 100 and when I say good price, I mean it's like less than three thousand dollars, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, but what people don't understand the cost involved with that is not just making the vinyl. It's because you have to get, you know, the test pressings, and those cost money. If you don't get a test pressing and it comes out like shit, you're out of luck, you know. Yeah. And then the shipping's a problem because at least ten percent of them are gonna be broken when they show up, you know. And and, you know, and then shipping them out back to other people that buy them. Like, it's, it, the cost is ridiculous, you know? I would love to do one, but it's just not feasible at this point, you know? Yeah. In the future, maybe. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah, it's crazy. This, you know, the guy, the guy that, that, that put out the record, in, his name is Tony, okay? And he's got the small label. And they, they do mostly synthwave stuff, you know? I guess synthwave is still really big in Europe. I don't know. Um, but he decided. Everybody likes something. Yeah, but he decided. You know, decided to do a rock. Red Manor Records. It's called. He wanted to do a rock record. He heard our stuff. He loved it. We sent them. You know, the. You know, we had it remixed for vinyl. You know, and stuff like that. And to get it over here from the UK was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. Because what we did was because the price was so ridiculous. Like, and it wasn't his fault. It was because shipping was so expensive. I mean, if if you know, we had friends that wanted to buy them. We, we would have had to charge him $30, like, for one song that we're on. Like, it's, there's 12 songs on the record. We have one of them. So what we did was we pre-bought, like, a stack. Like, I think I bought 20 of them and had them shipped over so I can get a bulk rate, and then we just sold them to people at cost, right? 
it was unbelievable. I mean, first of all, expensive. Number one, it was like $230 to get like 10 records sent over, yeah. you know, and then it got caught up in customs and I had to call FedEx and prove that I wasn't, I don't know, shipping 12 inch round discs of cocaine. Like I have no idea what the fuck the, you know, it says, it says on the box, phonographic records, it's on the way bill. And they're calling me, can you tell us what's in the box? It's, it's records. It says it right there. Like, I don't know. Can you describe them? They're round and red. Like, I don't know what else to say. You know? yeah, kind of a square-shaped box. Yeah, when you, you put a needle on it, music comes out. How, how much can I describe this to you? you know? yeah. I had a fight with FedEx for a week to get our own records. That's crazy. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass right there. Man. It is. And I felt bad. Like, the guy felt bad, too. Like, he was like, I'm so sorry. Because we, it was only us and one other band, ironically from Las Vegas, were the only two American bands on the record. So... Everybody else was Brit, you know, Brits and from different parts of Europe, and so they had it easier. And we're telling our people, like, hey, if you want to buy the record, go online. And we went online and went, holy shit, it's going to cost them like 40 bucks. Like, <laughs> uh, we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Just come to know, the show, we'll realize. play it for free. Yeah, there you go. Bring, you can bootleg the show. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> we'll bootleg it for you. Don't realize what it actually ends up costing to make this thing happen, you know? Mm -hmm. It's... uh. It's freaking crazy what it costs to make a uh, an album happen, and the recording costs, and the time it yeah. takes to write it all, and it's just like you know support. Yeah, you know you got to support these local musicians. That's like the most important thing, because it's like yeah, otherwise nobody gets anywhere. Well, the, the sad thing is, is uh, a lot of the musicians don't realize it either. It's not even just you know the 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 fans to break it. <laughs> Let me see. No, it was the. Uh, the arm was in the oh, line of sight of the lens. Yeah, I saw it up time. there. But like really, like, you know, we got we I think me and you talked about this last time I was on here. Yeah. It's like they'll show out five or ten thousand dollars to make a record and then they have no money to promote it. It's like, what do you think's gonna happen? No yeah. one's gonna buy it. No one's gonna stream it. You know, you have to hire people to do that. You know, they you know, we've got Somebody that handles radio pitching for us. We got somebody that handles the Spotify pitching. We got somebody that handles the uh, the magazine stuff. You know, and, and it's at a cost because we want people to hear it, and we're not famous enough to just put it out there and go, everybody's gonna listen to it now. Yeah. It's like, no, we have people that work it for us. You know, like freaking Eminem. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how amazing is that, dude? Eminem he's just like not gonna promote it or anything. He just puts it out when he's done with it and goes. Yeah, yeah, eleven million hits in one day. You he know, can whatever. Re record himself farting his fucking yeah, grocery list. He yeah. earned it though. He, he did does. Earn no, it. absolutely. Yeah, but we're, you know, newer bands, we're not in that situation. And and, yeah. and I have to. I don't fight with people, but I, you know, I have people that ask me from in the last few years. Well, what do you think I should do? And I go, you should do this, this, and that. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, well then, <laughs> I don't the fuck to tell you. Yeah, you know, like. Like, you know, hey, I saw that, you know, Wicked Garden, you guys have like, you know, 500,000 streams on your record. How did you do that? Okay, here's what I did. I bugged every playlist fucking person I can find. I emailed a billion people. I got on the phone. I did, I hired somebody. To, and they're like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Like, it is a fucking lot of work. Everything's a lot of work, yeah. man. You know, you don't just get to be this right. entity yeah. that you want to be without, you know, really eating a giant bag of shit. Exactly. And then they would sit there and they're like, well, you know, uh, I'm just going to use Facebook. Well, good luck. You're going to get like 17 people and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's it. It's really hard. I, and I feel well, bad for them. Didn't you discover this thing? Is TikTok is not how you. Oh, TikTok is absolutely. TikTok is the way to, to put out music, without a doubt. The AR the, the people that are working with us right now are trying to figure out how to get us on TikTok. I yeah. mean, they can, we can get on TikTok. We're actually on TikTok. You can see, you could find our music on there. But how to get influencers to, to use it? Because that's where kids discover music these days. It's perfect. 
listen to the average pop song, right? It's a three-minute song, if you're lucky, and really, it's actually only about 45 seconds worth of music. It's just looped. Yeah. Right? The average TikTok video is 40 seconds. It's perfect. You can get the song to start and get to the chorus before the video is over. It's the perfect way for kids to, and that's how they, they get their music now. And I, Wild. I've tried to figure it out. I've watched it. I'm guess I'm you know get off of my lawn guy. Like at this point, I don't understand it. I do know that we've you know we've gotten a few thousand plays on TikTok from random people, and it pays absolute dick. But it's like that's how they do it. So when we talked to our A and R person, she was like, "Yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna put together a TikTok fucking campaign it was for you." TikTok worthy. Yeah, you yeah. This song is said? TikTok worthy. Yeah. yeah, and I heard that. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck? What does that even mean? Yeah. You know? uh, like, I feel bad. Like, I don't feel bad, but like this girl that's working with us, like she's she's amazing. Her name is Raina, right? Yeah. She is gung ho on this band. She is like, she's all in, right? She's in her mid twenties. She's a musician also. You know, we're in our, you know, we're on the wrong side of forty. Every single one of us in this band, right? <laughs> and she's explaining this shit to me like TikTok, and I'm like. Is that is that on MySpace? She's like, no. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like it's on the face pages. It's yeah. You got to get it on the face pages. Is that it? Oh, I was man. thinking about getting one of them. One of them. Uh, what are those called? Those Google fucking circles. Let's do that. And Google circles. Yeah. Google oh, circles. that went nowhere, right? Yeah. yeah. That Google social media platform. No. Nowhere. Too convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. It has to be simple enough for the for the for the modern idiot to understand it, like yeah. us. And for a kid to do it, you know, like a three-year-old, then that's what it is. And now that that the entire entertainment landscape revolves around what can you prove to people in forty seconds, you know, I mean, which is absurd. It is. Uh, you know, here's what pisses me off, and not much, well, no, everything pisses me off. But yeah, like everything, when it comes to music, that pisses me off. We will <laughs> we'll write a song, right? We'll record it, we'll put it out, we'll film a video. We'll edit it. We'll put it on YouTube. Whatever the fuck we got to do, right? And hopefully somebody sees it. And then I see a video of some schmuck lip syncing somebody else's song. Yeah. And it's got 85 million views. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't understand. Like, Well, they already had, you know, 80 million followers. So. Yeah. So they can do anything at that yeah. point. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, when, uh, you know. Watching YouTube to, uh, you know, learn how to play a song or get an idea how to play a song, right? Right. And there's some chick with big tits sitting over a guitar. Right, it's like flopping over the... <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's a talented player or whatnot, but she's been, you know, that clip's been up for three months and she's got three million views. So right. It's not the song, okay? Yeah, yeah. No, you're and right. she knows not it, too. All. Oh, absolutely. She knows it, too. Absolutely. And I don't knock her for, for going for it, but, I mean, it's just really that fucking simple. We're all just dumb apes. Yeah. Look at yeah. the titties. <laughs> Boops. Click. Yeah. Titties. It's like, uh, here's the most popular TikToker, 54 million views, or 54 million followers, uh-huh. 2.9 billion likes. What does she it's do? It's just this trash. She just does this. She just, just yeah, does some blind I'm wearing. There. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, that's it. This is all pedophiles. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, but even like, you know, I, I have friends that have done stupid stuff like on TikTok as a joke with, you know, and they're like, dude, I got like 70,000 views on this today. I'm like, what was it? He's like, oh, these kids were they was doing this dance and then I tripped over this? a ketchup bottle. I was like, what the fuck? It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is. But, that, but that, that's what irks me more than anything else. Like if another band from 
you know, it doesn't have to be from Vegas, but you know, if another Vegas band like was to take off, I'd be like, hey, good for you guys. Like, I wouldn't be jealous. I'd be like, all right, you know, they, you Not know. At all, yeah. But like, when I see somebody that is literally lip syncing somebody else's shit for thirteen seconds and eighty million people are watching it, I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, like that's not talent to me. Like they're not no. even doing it ironically and making you laugh. They're just literally sitting there just filming themselves lip syncing. Yeah. It's not about talent, you know, it's about uh it's just about brainless, mindless entertainment. Yeah. Well then the you thing know? is too is that Jesus, the second that's... one's doing the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some girl trying on T shirts. This is ridiculous. And you know my the, the most frustrating thing about it is it's it's she's using her, her freaking cell phone to do everything too. She's oh, like yeah. I have this, you know, cell phone and I'm like, Great, great. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome, you yeah. know. Yeah. You Fucking get... filming yourself in the mirror. <laughs> thirty five million people following you. Well here's the but thing. But again, though, it's, it's that... an underage girl filming herself in the mirror all day long. Yeah. But Fucking you, d- you don't knock pedos. the uh, the people that are doing it. It's the people that are supporting it. Right, right. It's the people that are watching it. It's yes. like you know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I've really uh, taken a backseat to pro sports because of the money. Right. Okay. And you know, look how much they're charging to get into games and drinks and all this other stuff. Well, as long as people are still willing to pay for it, they're still going to charge it. Yeah. Okay. And as long as people you know are dumb enough and want to watch this shit that you know. Yeah. This chick put on a T-shirt. Well, then great. <laughs> oh, here's a guy. Zach King is actually doing stuff. He's got like little clips of him putting s- skits together and such. See, I can. That's that's a little better. Oh, look at yeah, like, I don't have a problem with the effort involved with it. Exactly. That's that's something you had to think about. And all right. I think the frustrating part is the the lack of effort getting rewarded so much it's hard to it's hard to look at that yeah you're like what the hell but yeah everyone's been telling me i gotta get a fucking tiktok i'm trying to do this thing where i'm on the internet promoting this thing and it's like what am i supposed to do on tiktok i'm just a fucking old guy i that's yeah you know i, I, I got to say on there I'm i started a tiktok account just to troll my wife's tiktok account oh yeah because she uh she well i mean it's not even she she uh has like an etsy store where she makes like candles and shit so I started a, uh, a TikTok account called uh, Mr. Sensitive Ponytail Man. <laughs> and whenever she posts a picture of like her newest candle, I'll immediately like, oh, I can really see how you're fighting the patriarchy with this candle. Rock on, slay queen. <laughs> you know? And she's like, God, you're so fucking retarded. I'm like, I know I am because I don't know what else to do with this format. Like, nobody wants to watch me do anything for 13 seconds. I don't know why I have it, you know? Yeah. My kids don't even have it. My kids are 20. You know, I mean, they've got it. They've seen it, but they don't have their own accounts. Even they think it's stupid at this point. It it's mostly pretty the stupid. It's yeah, it's pretty mindless. But yeah. yeah, that's what my friends who have it. They're just like, yeah, I spent six hours scrolling through TikTok the other night, and right. it's like, there's no doing por- what? Right? There's no porn on there. So what yeah. the hell are you looking at? And it's just like dumb shit. They're like, oh, it's just silly and stupid. And it's like you spent six hours <laughs> looking at dumbass videos, man. Like you could have just went outside and saw the same <laughs> shit. Right? Man. Yeah. If it's that random, you know, blows my mind. Just go to a Walmart High or something. You know? <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're easily amused, all of us. Yeah, and our attention spans are totally fucked. Yeah. Like, as a society in general, nobody has time to do anything. You recommend, like, I don't even bother telling people, like, about good books to read anymore. Because it's like, yeah, it's like, 
what the hell kind of gross shit are you trying to talk to me about? You know? Is it on Netflix yet? Yeah, is it on the... Tell me when it's a movie. Yeah, exactly. And even that's like, no, nah, I ain't got time to watch. You know what the funny thing? Like, somebody will sit there and they'll spend 30 minutes scrolling through, like, Facebook or something, right? And never yeah. actually absorbing anything. Yeah. Just like, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like that. But to read three seconds flips. I can't. I can't concentrate. It's torture. How? Do, I mean, like you. You obviously were concentrating enough because you. You know. You knew not to fucking. You know. You. You just did this for thirty minutes. You could have read fifteen sentences. Oh yeah. Absolutely refused to do it. Yeah. And and I, I. I get it. Like I get the dopamine fix. Like I totally understand that. I also understand that. You know, as you know animals that we are creatures of communication so this is a way to stay in contact at all times and that's great but the dumbing down that has come with it and not even necessarily like iq level it's just common sense level you know? oh, yeah it's like oh, i can't i i can't i can't read i can't yeah i just saw you on facebook for like 30 minutes like reading something that actually pissed you off yeah you know like but you won't pick up a fucking book you know it's yeah oh uh, yeah it's <laughs> it's really frustrating man well it's convenient too true you know yeah. books are their work you gotta have places to store them you gotta flip through them and shit but this, the, you get this and you just you can download your kindle on your iphone yeah. you yeah. can read it right on the phone that's what i tell people you can read on your I phone i don't got time to download yeah, yeah it's way too expensive <laughs> Too busy on Facebook looking right. at dumb exactly. shit. It's eating up all my data, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculous to me, man. But uh, I had to. I mean, it's it is uh, very easy to get addicted and to get sucked into that thing, and it does you know generate that empty ser- serotonin boost to yep. your to your system, man. And it's like I had to remove all that stuff from my cell phone so I wouldn't go after it. Right. And like I find myself hypnotically looking for it. <laughs> I pick up. I, because I, I set my phone away from me, you know, I, like I realized how bad of a device the cell phone is. So I usually have it folded up in a, in a leather book kind of thing, you know, like right. so you can't see the screen, you can't see any of it, fucking thing doesn't make any noise, and I put it away from me. And it's like, that thing is toxic. I'm aware that it's toxic, you know, right. and, uh, and yeah, and I would, I would hypnotically like be watching something with the woman chilling and pick up my phone and start going back and forth. Not opening anything because I'm like subconsciously looking for that app. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> I, I have no, I have no purpose to be looking. At, oh, I'm looking for fucking Facebook is yeah. what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. I realize that if it would have been on there, I would have just went, went, bop, hit it and been on and then been doing this thing going, this thing will give me a bump of serotonin. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's such a drug. It is. And it's, it's. It, it, and it's it's a necessity for what we do, you know, like doing creative stuff. It is. Like I, every morning, like the first thing I do is I wake up, I check the band's Facebook account, our Facebook account, mine, whatever. And it's like, okay, did anybody message me? Okay, message them back. And then, and then uh, oh, let's say I haven't put up a post in 48 hours. I better put something up because the algorithm's going to go yeah, down. So, it, yeah, relevant. Like, like I'm constantly like, how many times can I put, you know, hey, the new record comes out next week. Yeah, everybody fucking knows. But... I got to put it out there because somebody's going to, you know, that hasn't seen it yet is going to click on it and whatever the fuck it's going to be, you know? Yeah. There's no other way to do it. I mean, everybody that we've talked to that wanted to work with this band has always asked the same questions. What you reach on social media? How many, yeah. how many followers you got? I mean, you know, and it's like, we got 2,800 followers on Facebook. We got 1,000 Instagram followers, whatever the hell it is. I'm like, does it matter? Like, because out of those 2,800, I'm sure, 
you know, 87 of them are like really Syrian men that put up girl pictures with the squiggly line. Like, I don't fucking know, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, does it really matter? Like, if you, do you really think if I have 2,800 Facebook followers that if I put out a record, 2,800 people are going to buy it? No, we just proved that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, so. We it can't get 1% of it to come to a show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and like you pay Facebook or Instagram, you're just like, hey, I'll pay for advertising, get my stuff out there. Yeah, and it's like, what? And I'll do experiments where I'll fucking pump money into one episode and I won't pump money into the other episode. Mm-hmm. And identical results end up like I get exactly the same amount of views no matter how much money I put into it or if I don't put any money at all. Yeah. And they come back and go, look at all the people we got to look at your video. And it's like, I don't fucking believe you. Right. The only one that I ever saw that worked was when I, I did some, uh, uh, I did some some YouTube campaigns for the video our videos, and I saw like that was like discernible. Went oh, okay, that that kind of worked. Yeah, I'm gonna try some yeah. YouTube stuff. And, I'm trying to fill out the rest of my content. Yeah, and, and it was it was kind of cool because what they do, but the thing is, they charge you get charged by the click, right? Okay. So at some point, you actually have to c- convince yourself that you need to lower your reach because this is going to get really expensive. You know, we don't make any money on a video. Like, I think our videos have been, if you take all the, the four videos we made and combined all the plays, we've made like 10 cents, right? Yeah. But I've spent, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars trying to oh, yeah. boost them. And it works, but then you sit there and go, wait, this is to get, so every time somebody clicks on it, it's charging me one cent. That's great. When 2,000 people click on it, now we're at 20 bucks. Like, holy shit, this is going to get really expensive. I got to lower this now. So now I'm lowering my own exposure because too many people are watching my video. That's the fucked up part about it. That's the, the thing that makes no sense. Yeah, no, that's scary, man. And I'm about to dive into that at the same time. By the way, there's a there's a subscribe on your uh, YouTube page, my friend. Everybody, go check out Wicked Garden Official Thanks, and give sir. them organic clicks. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, no, I, I now I'm I'm gearing up once I have a few more of these auxiliary videos and the kind of the format of the Space Brain Station is like we were talking about earlier. Right. Um, the different variety of videos I'm going to be putting up is like actually established. I'm going to invest, you know, some some cash roll into the yeah. YouTube algorithm because I watched um, a young hip hop artist get on YouTube and he had like a couple videos on his page and I got blasted with one of his advertisements mm-hmm. and I followed it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give this guy support. He's got like a hundred something subscribers and a couple music videos and then I'm going to check them out every few days and see where this is going because I see he's paying for advertisement time. Right. And within a couple weeks the dude had several thousand subscribers and his videos were starting to spiral and it's like okay, okay, so you know, it does it is working. Yeah. And not like the Facebook or the Instagram money that I put in that doesn't do shit. Doesn't do nothing. Yeah. It's like when you pay YouTube to do it, it actually does seem to to trigger the the response you want. Yeah. It's like I really got to put some my money where my mouth is. The only bad thing about that, how YouTube does it, <clears throat> is that uh, you can get what's called dirty clicks. Now, now you can pay for dirty clicks, which a lot of people do. Like You get those people like, I've never heard of you. Why do you have 8 million? They bought them. Yeah. You can buy those, no, they're- um, which is ridiculous. But you can also get natural occurring dirty clicks. And what that means is that some, you know, they send out the advertisement and people click on it. And then they, after two seconds, go, oh, fuck this. That hurts you if you have a long-form video, right? So, like, with a music video, you have three and a half minutes total, right? Four minutes. 
if somebody stops watching after 15 seconds, the algorithm will stop sending it out. Not one person, but a group of people. Yeah. And that's a good possibility because I don't know how many times I've accidentally clicked on a Google ad and went, oh, fuck this, you know, or I clicked on it because it looked interesting and then went, uh, I'm done, you know. So you have to sit there and go, well, hopefully... 20,000 people see this, but they all watch for 30 seconds, yeah, you know? Like, and 30 yeah. seconds, like the sweet spot. 30 seconds is, yeah. is considered high retention mm -hmm. for a music video. Yeah. So that means they'll send it out on the next wave we of need whatever. To put more chicks in the videos. Then. Yeah. Well, it's because we need a budget first. Actually, just yeah. the video is going to be all chicks. I mean, it should be. Us. We're old and ugly, so don't even bother with it. Yeah, that. you don't even need to be in the video. You no. know? Just play the song and have, you know, chicks in bikinis dancing That's on it. cars. That's right. Hitting That's each other it. with pillows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's the I bet it's going to work. It yeah. probably will. It's going to work. It worked for Robert Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I freaking love Robert Palmer. <laughs> that shit's great. Yeah, that is, that's just, you know, you watch any, like, hip-hop video or any of that stuff, man. It's just, you know, yeah. hot chicks on cars exactly. and a couple they, shots of the performer. and Rap videos are, are what fucking hair metal was back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it's what great. it is. Yeah. It's great. It's and just I can't use bullshit. chains and fire as much. No, no, they no, they not chains and fire, just chains and guns. But the funny thing is, like, this is this. All right, this is where I get stupid out. There's a compilation that I saw on, I think it was YouTube, of rappers getting caught filming cars that weren't theirs. None of that shit's theirs. I know, mm -hmm. but like, no, like, like these guys are like literally like walking like through like the neighborhood and they see a cool car oh, and they'll yeah. start rapping in front of it to use in a video, and it's like they fucking people calling the cops or hitting the fucking alarm <laughs> and scaring the shit out of them. I think <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole thing about, like, uh, remember MTV Cribs? Yeah. So, like, they would rent mansions to go on MTV Cribs and talk about, and it's some, you know, it's some tech millionaire or whatever, right. or some mm -hmm. business person who invests in the stock market and, like, actually has a brain and they're, like, killing it. Yeah. And I was like, of course you can rent my mansion for your music mm -hmm. video. I don't even live there. Right. That's, like, my third mansion, you know? And uh, and they're, like, hanging out in front of these this dude's cars and you know it's like yeah, it none of it theirs. none of it's theirs no. and they you know they show it all off as if they made all this money and like the record label pays for that yeah because they need to present this image because that's what sells records is that they've been blowing up and they're all millionaires and really right. they're they're like fifty thousand heirs, you know. <laughs> and now the record label is well, going to charge them. That's back. why yeah. uh, my favorite episode of that was the one they did with Redman. Uh, I don't know if I saw that one. I don't know, he yeah. was like in an apartment, and he had like a cash box on top of an old <laughs> fridge and shit. Nice. You know? He'd be like, "Yeah, sometimes I go and I get out of the cash box. He'd put it back up there. You know, he's making Kool Aid on the countertop and shit. But it was real. It was absolutely real. He was in like his mom's house or some right. shit like that. It was the yeah. best episode ever. That it was, was so honest. I was like, That's like beautiful. Twiggy, yeah, you got to check it out. It's Twiggy, hilarious. Twiggy Ramirez, his fucking thing was great. It was like his fucking two two bedroom apartment in St. Petersburg. He had a uh, fucking above ground pool. It had all fucking shit in it and everything. He's like, yeah. And he's like, he goes, this is where the magic happens. You go inside. It's like a futon. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. Uh, I think Patton Oswalt did one too. Oh, and really? it was like a, a two two bedroom apartment or something, showing off all his uh, figurines and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, because so. you're an you're an artist, man. It's like starving artist for a reason and even people that are 
famous or semi-famous and they're out there and their name's out there mm -hmm. it's like they're not fucking rich either man no. you know they're just they're working a job yep and mm -hmm. it, it's not coming all the time you might see like pat oswald for example you might see him on a lot of stuff you like and you know maybe he gets paid a decent amount of money per thing but it's like annually maybe he makes as much money as we do sure but uh you know or maybe a little bit more but that doesn't mean he's you know a millionaire i mean Patton might be he's yeah. he's Patton pretty, pretty, I think pretty at this famous point now. at this yeah, point yeah yeah, I think. yeah mgv did that to everybody though they sold everybody that fucking bill of goods they you know i mean yeah become famous and all your problems yeah like uh, how many fucking guys do we know that had fucking hits in the fucking 80s that are you know doing DoorDash and fucking oh. shit, you know? I mean, like, yeah. and I'm not knocking it, man. You got to feed your family. I do the same fucking thing. Yeah. But, you know, MTV had everybody believe in that, like, oh, you had one hit on the radio, so therefore now you're a millionaire and you have a Porsche. And it's like, no, you don't. You know, and, no, and they I still mean, don't. They're, they're an entertainment company. They're, they have an agenda. Right. They're selling you fantasy. Well, the thing that gets me is that you still have these, uh, maybe not so much kids anymore, but, like, you know, young musicians that still ch are chasing that dream. Yeah. And it's like, look, if your dream is to be famous, like, then I, I'm not going to help you. But you have to realize that that is not real. Like, at this point, there is so much information out there to prove to you that that fantasy lifestyle that they showed you in 1987 was never fucking real. Yeah. You know, it was a very select few people that got to live that way. And they're still... And I they didn't get it for very long. Oh, no. Yeah, it was fleeting real quick. Do yeah, that. if you're 22 years old and you're, you know, giving all this money, you have no idea what to do with no, it or did how you, to yeah. live or anything All goes like up that. the nose. Oh. Well, no, did you ever read, uh, oh, just, uh, what's his name from Winger? Reb Beach. Yeah. Oh, his Reb's fucking story. He's like, yeah, he goes, you know, after the second record came out, he's him and his wife bought a house in Florida and right on the beach. And they were like, this is it. We've made it, you know. And then the third record bombed after, you know, the Beavis and Butthead thing. Yeah. They sold it seven months later. He's yeah. like, I, I couldn't afford the mortgage. And I'm like, wow. But that's the reality for a lot of those guys. They thought, like, all the money was going to come in and they were going to have it for the rest of their lives, you know. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. No, man. If you want to make money, then in the if you want to make money in the music business, you have to own. Well, you don't even have to own a record label anymore because that's even stupid. It's like, yeah. you know, how do you make money in a casino? On the casino? Well, <laughs> you, know, you just have here, to be the 0.1% of musicians that do make it like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also what you do with the money once you get it. True. You got to have some savvy there as well, too. I mean, I'm not saying David Ellison has made the best decisions in the past year, but financially, he's that, doing dude, okay. yeah. he, that dude did well. Yeah. Because he's investing in coffee companies and things like that. The guy's worth, you know, a quarter billion dollars. Right? Yeah. You know, whereas Dave Mustaine... He's, he's, he's not hurting. Right. But if you're going to compare bank accounts versus, you know, oh, yeah. role in the band and effort and stuff, he took his money and put it elsewhere. And yeah. Did the right thing with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dave Mustaine is busy injecting heroin into his hands so much he couldn't play fucking guitar anymore. Right. I thought that it was because so he sad. leaned on a chair. Because no. he leaned on a chair? Supposedly. He said. he said he leaned on a he chair. He leaned on a chair and he yeah. pinched a nerve off and all yeah. kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Which is, I mean, it's Maybe probably a combination is, of both. Yeah. Maybe he injected heroin into his hands and fell asleep on his arm on a chair. <laughs> possibly. Very, very possible. But no, I mean, uh, not to make light of that, you know, just compassion for the guy. That's it's rough that that happened to one of the greatest guitar players ever, man. But, yeah. you know, decisions that we make with our money, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's rough. Nobody tells you about it. Yeah. You know, like nobody tells these guys, hey, you know, like, you know, back in the days when, you know, record companies gave you advances, nobody told them that, you, you know, that was the only money you were going to get. And they want it back. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, they'll get it back one way or the other. Yeah, here's two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Sweet, I'm rich. Well, no, you got five guys in your band, plus a manager, plus an agent. You yeah. got to pay for recording. You need equipment. You need a place to live, yeah. and you're never going to see a check like ever yeah. again. Like, and this is a loan. Yeah, and they were just like, ah, pff, Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I saw guys do that in New York. Fucking take their advance and spend it all on cars and money, and then they're like, uh, cars and 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 chicks and stuff. And the record label's like, where's the album? And they're like, oh well. When you, when are you going to go record that? Like that was up to you, and now you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. I literally knew people that did that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what fucking dumb people do. That's like, uh, what is it? Like winning the lottery. It's like one of the worst things that can happen right. to you. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't like mind. I like to find that out, lives. but yeah, yeah, it's nice to find that out on your own. Well, it's but uh, no, it like ruins people's lives. Yeah. You know, like everybody you're now demands money from you, mm -hmm. and yeah, and like. You don't know what to do with millions of dollars. Sure. What are you? You're not a. You know. You're not an investment banker. Well, then once you get it, there's so many people out there that know how to take it from you. Yeah. And you oh, won't yeah. even see it happening. You oh, won't yeah. even see it happening. You can't watch it. But the, the, you know, the people that have money or have earned the money over time or are born into it, you know, it's that's their culture. They know how to do it. Yeah. And you know, that's why they have that term, old money, new money, and you can tell the difference really quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, new money doesn't last very long. No, 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 no. No, I wouldn't mind. I would like no. the opportunity. Right. To, I would to love blow to, it all. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'll be more than happy to fail. That'll be a fun weekend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fun weekend. Uh, <laughs> a Thirty-five million dollar weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people have done it out here in Vegas, man. Can't you take know, it with how you. How much can I blow? Oh sure yeah. Like, <laughs> they swing dicks with their their stacks of cash and how much they blew on their weekend in Vegas. And like, no, we used to and like so. Uh, hip hop artists will come out and go to the studio and they'll record like the lyrics for one song and right. they'll, they'll write the whole Vegas trip off uh -huh. as a work trip because they came out to record the lyrics to one song in right. the studio and then they spend the whole weekend just blowing money <laughs> having a blast and it's all a business trip you know that kind of shit so. I think we're at a disadvantage from living out here then we can't do that yeah no it's not like we can go to Albuquerque and tear it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting crazy in Carlsbad tonight. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. That would be fun, though. We should try that. Get crazy in Carlsbad? Get crazy in Carlsbad. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. There's like seven people in Carlsbad. It'd be great. I think they roll the sidewalks up at eight. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's just a wild, it's a wild game that we're trying to play, man, and like... It's hard because nobody usually wins this game no. of playing in the music industry. You got to do it because you love it. Well, mm -hmm. I think you that's why we're fun. doing it. We're not. Yeah. We're not kidding ourselves or oh, you I know, know, living yeah. delusional or anything yeah. like that. It's because we do love it. Yeah. You know. I mean. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out why we're doing it. I think it's just because somebody stepped on your ego a few years yeah, ago, and now much. we're an original band. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to hear some grunge, so right. I started a grunge band. And uh, now I got this shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's all my fault. I, it wasn't. I mean, yeah. No, it was my fault. I'm going to. It was you. It was my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah but here's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it was it was a natural progression for us to go to because I think that the, the cover thing, as great as it was, like, you know, look what happened, you know, in the last three years. The, the gigs have dried up. If we didn't have the original stuff to do, we'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? I don't think we would have survived. And it has nothing to do with our personalities. We all get along. We're, we're actually really friends. Like, we do hang out outside of the band, which most people don't do. Yeah. You know, we really hang out together, you know? 
That's hard to do, man. Yeah, and I think that, like, because of the way it went in the last, you know, three to four years where the gigs started, you know, getting harder and harder to come by, for us, we probably would have just said, fuck it. Yeah. You know, but because we had the original thing, like, okay, well, we, at least we could work on our own songs, you know, and... I mean, I even, even said it when we came back from our first shows after COVID. I said, if I never do another four-hour fucking cover set in my life, I will be happy. <laughs> uh, you know, give me the 45 minutes to play eight or nine of our own songs, and I'll be good. Yeah. You know, because it's getting harder because we're getting older. <laughs> yeah. Especially after a year and a half off, that first fucking show. That was brutal. Oh, God. Was that in Pahrump? Yeah, yeah. We played at, at the, the Bearded Lady in Pahrump. And we did our usual four-hour set with no breaks. Jeez, dude. But you were also drinking. Like It was your birthday, wasn't it? It was my birthday, so I was drinking. <laughs> but like I was drinking like 45-year-old man drinking. Like I had like two or three shots and a couple of beers. Like now that's a lot. Like when I was 20, that was like 7.30 before I went out, you know? Yeah. And I uh, say, that last hour of that show was a little... Yeah, it was a little tight. Well, you, you, I could see you getting lower. You know, right, because well, like yeah. like a horizon, you know, just starting. Everything started hurting. <laughs> and I started bending. So then, so I ended up staying the night in a hotel, right? And I got back to the hotel, and I guess I had like a low blood sugar like episode where I started shaking uncontrollably. Oh god! Right? So it's so I'm laying in the bed, you know, in a fucking hotel, the the nugget in Pahrump. Right in my bed, naked and shaking and sweating, and like this is how That's they're hot. gonna find me tomorrow. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I didn't have a good story to tell. <laughs> like, if if you know, if they found me dead in this you know fucking room tomorrow. There's no coke. There's no hookers. It'd just be a dead fat guy that sweated himself <laughs> to death in the nugget in Pahrump. You know, like, oh. I had no fucking good story. You say you need, like, a Lamar Odom scenario I d yeah. to, to make that a good story. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it's a terrible story. Yeah, so I'm going to start bringing little baggies of cornstarch with me everywhere I go. Oh, just drop them. If they find me, I'm just going to drop them. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what did it. Like, uh, make it look like I had a good time, mm -hmm. you know? Is not it getting old fun? That's oh, awful. Yeah. It's awful. I couldn't walk for two days. Like, uh, yeah, it was just it was so bad. Brutal, man. Yeah. And then you, like, <laughs> then you get that pain that you, you don't know where it came from, but now it affects how you're playing guitar. You know, it's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Now I'm playing like this because this hurts, whatever the fuck that piece is, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm dreading picking up my bass again after I fucked my elbow all up last month. Oh, boy. And, yeah. uh... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure I'll be fine. But, uh, you know, getting back on the horse is always a bitch. Mm -hmm. Time to reestablish the, uh, the calluses. The calluses. calluses. Built that. Yeah. Learn how to play everything again. Uh, I, haven't I, I haven't played since freaking pandemic, to be completely honest. I, right. I farted around, but I don't like, sit down and, like, dig in again, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be rough. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> we ain't going to lie to you, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, man. Well, that's why I'm glad we got those gigs as kind of like a you know, a spring training kind of thing. Right, yeah. Before we could get back into season. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, was like a warm-up gig. It's like, oh, God. But the thing is, is like, you know, 45 minutes into a set, I'm just starting to get loose. No, no, I understand. I'm just yeah. starting to relax and get into it, you yeah. know, and then you know, by the time, you know, like last time, you know, I vamped or whatnot, it was over so fast, I, uh, it was like, you're Wicked Garden, thank you, good night. Yeah, like, that was like the fastest we like, just 50 songs? minutes we ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those shows when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and it was just like, over. But I think there was also, 
there was so much adrenaline for that show because it was really our first show back, like real show, you know, at Vamped in front of people, you know, that we love and, and you know, that, you know, we have a, a relationship with and playing with, you know, the, the Sins guys and everything. You know, I was like, there was a lot of good vibes, you know, so it, it went quick because it was, but it was designed to go quick. Like, you know, we had our set worked out 50 minutes on the dot, not a minute more, you know, and we were done and it was like, oh, but we can kind of bask in it a little bit. It was like, that was a good show. We sounded good. The people loved it. You know, when you do those four and five hour sets, like we usually do, like in, you know, That's the so gold much. mine, when you're done, you, you're just empty. Like I got nothing left. Talk to nobody. Yeah. Then, <laughs> right. Cause that's when people want to talk to you is afterwards. Yeah. And it's like, like, I don't, I don't have a bone in my body that I can tell you, I can't look at your face right now. I need you to go away. I don't have yeah. that. You know, and you still got to pack all your shit up and put it in a truck and drive somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. Do I really? Yeah. But the thing is, is we kind of did that to ourselves. Though. Yes. Yeah. Four or five hours is a long time to play, man. That's well, a long time. Well, because I don't like it when people leave during the break yeah, yeah. it always and happens people leave if we sit there and just challenge them yeah we're gonna force you know three and a half hours worth of music continuous at you mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to see how many people are gluttons enough to stick around yeah and i'll be damned if you know there, there's people that they, you could see them get out of the chair at the end of the show and they're more worse off than we are yep. <laughs> but they stayed uh-huh. And, you know, my philosophy is if they don't leave, then they're still here and they're buying drinks and they're doing, you know, the the club is getting their money and they'll have us back and so on. And and then just I didn't know what to do during a break anyway. Right. You know, Except stop pain. playing for 15 minutes and then we'll go back up and start doing it. Again. That's the thing. Because yeah. most of the places that we do is that there's no green room. It's yeah. not like we have a place where we can go unwind. It's like, no, it's like once if we say we're going to take a break. Hey and guys, you're stuck dealing with the crowd. Everyone comes up and wants to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you, get, you get the gearhead in there and starts going through all your pedals and shit. Right. And, like, and, the, oh. and the other guy was like, "Oh, I used to, you know, play bass in a Foghead cover band in 1978. Can I come up and do a song?" It's like, "I'm gonna fuck yourself." Like, you know, like, I never ask anybody to do a song. Like, if somebody invites me up, I'll be happy to do it. Yeah. But I will never ask. Yeah. You know, to me, it's and I'm. There's guys that ask us, I'm like, yeah, come on up. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's one less fucking song I got to play. So yeah. please come up. But I don't have it in me to go up to somebody I have no, like, actual relationship with. You know, like, if we were playing a gig and fucking, you know, whoever, and, and you know, fucking Doc Ellis walked in and said, I play it. So like, here you go. Here's a guitar. Have at it. We have a personal relationship. You're yeah. a great musician. Go. But to walk up to a band you've never seen before and... I mean, literally tell a story like that's an actual story. I was in a fog hat cover band like in 1978. Can I do a song? Like, did you hear us do any fog hat at all? No. (laughs) And you tell me you're in a fog hat cover band means nothing to me because I know the three fog hat hits and that's it, you know? Yeah. So you have to deal with that. There's no wall of separation and oh, there yeah. should be well the narcissism that goes through the american sure. ego is just insane to me man oh you yeah know? like people just are walking around thinking they're just these amazing amazing people and doesn't it everybody should just know who i am right. and how incredible i do am do you remember when that happened at goldmine the guy that brought his own fucking guitar and started playing during our set when jc was still in the band do you remember that it was it was one of the parties that they had. Like I don't know if it was like St. Patrick's Day or something like that. So anyway, we we were we were the band to play, right? And we're playing and we're doing our set, and uh, we had to take a break that day. I think they were doing like like a raffle or something like that. So we took like a quick ten minute break, and JC was in the band at the time, 
And this guy comes up to him and starts like, why do you guys get to play all day? I don't know. Uh, why do you guys get to play? And JC's like, look, they booked us. Like, I don't fucking like, get away from me, right? So he's telling us about it. Like, yeah, this fucking guy's weird. You know, as we're playing, the fucking dude goes out to his car and comes out with a fucking acoustic and sits at the back of the club and starts playing and trying to yell over the band as we're fucking playing. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. You don't remember that? I mean, they, that they, yeah, they kicked him out, but it was just like like the balls on a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's back when I was just Don't you know who I am? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, guy's a god in his own mind. Like, if I had if, if I had understood the situation of what was going on because I didn't get it at the time, I would have told that, that okay, everybody stop. Let's hear what this guy's got to do. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let him go. Because if he's good... Get on up here and play a song. Right. But if he's awful, oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's better if he's awful at that point. I don't... Yeah, like, I, I don't know what would be worse, if he was better than us or worse than us, but we could have tortured him more if he was worse. Then how premeditated oh. was that? You know, I'm going to a show. I'm bringing my guitar. Right. Like, who randomly just has their acoustic? And, I mean... I'm getting up there tonight. Right. <laughs> I don't care what I got to do. Come hella high water. I don't go through proper channels or anything. Like that. <laughs> I'm playing Roadhouse Blues if it fucking kills me. God. Jeez Louise. And that's the thing. He was probably playing Roadhouse Blues or some other fucking shitty open mic night jam <laughs> that every fucking do body does. By yourself. Uh, yeah. And that's it, too. There's open mics and jam nights. Right? Why aren't you going to Just that go show? In. Yeah. Like, why you got to come to where there's a there's a designated entertainment for the evening, and you're that, not a part of it, and they're not welcoming people up? Right. Like, it, would I go to, like, T-Mobile when fucking Metallica's playing and be like, hey, well, fuck you. And, yeah. like, and here's Wonderwall. Like, no. Like, I wouldn't fucking here's do that. Wonderwall. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Everybody, like... I, I, and I support people going out and playing. Like, like, just do it. Like, I tell like my friend Rich all the time, yeah. dude, just fucking play. I'm awful. Doesn't matter. Be awful in front of people, because you know what? It's going to help you later. Yeah. You know, when you get good in front of people, it's really going to go. Wow, I'm glad I sucked at the you know the first time. So I, I support it, but like I also don't take over people's shows. I don't yeah. like fucking doing that. I hate when people do that. You know, that Marky Mark movie, Walkstar, just. Ruined it for everybody. Yeah, exactly. They're right. gonna drag me out of the crowd and let me sing lead <laughs> vocals. Because that really happens in real life. Oh God. Uh, yeah, twice in the same movie. Right. Too, right. <laughs> Fucking get out of here with that. No. Oh. I would love somebody to run up on stage with us one night and try to like take over, and we can just hit him with a guitar. Oh yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> depends on the mood. See what happens. You know, depends <laughs> on how good the song is. Yeah, it's true. It depends on what song we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I always, I, I would always get people going. I like Primus too, man. Let's jam some Primus tunes. I can, t-. and it's like you don't jam Primus. Right. Like, do you know how much rehearsal <laughs> goes into this? And all three of us are just like, this is our whole life's accumulation right. to get to this point. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're just gonna wing ding it real quick, <laughs> right, bud? Like that's gonna work out. You know, the twenty-seven pauses in this one song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll be perfect. It's gonna be great. Let's okay, cool. Let's go embarrass ourselves, and that's it's, what it always ends up being. We, it's the la- it's the lack of self awareness. Yeah, because like it's like there's that. Then there's the people like you know, it's if you come to a Wicked Garden show, it's pretty obvious within an hour what we're playing. Yeah, it never ever ceases to amaze me that every show we play, somebody comes up like you guys know the Scorpions. I'm like, well, like play Freebird. Yeah, 
I mean, like, yeah, you yeah. get the free birthday, but like, but they'll legit come up with like these '80s metal bands. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you guys know any any Wasp? Like, what the fuck have you listened to in the last hour that would make you think that we play fucking Rainbow? That's like, what a, the that's fuck? That's irrelevant. Yeah. That's just yeah. what they want to hear at the time, and yeah. we're up there with instruments, so maybe it can happen. That's it. But yeah, you kind of missed the boat in the past hour that we didn't do anything from 1989 or older. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we what we do do is we save that for like bigger uh, shows, like yeah. when we did Vamp a couple weeks ago. Of course, you we would play 80s advanced. Oh, no, we didn't know. We whipped out oh, we the did. kinks. Yeah. Oh, did we you? whipped out, we did fucking uh, Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Oh, God, you guys are pulling out the great ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. What, what, did we, what else did we do? Oh, we did Paint It Black, but that was kind of like a tribute because Charlie Watson died, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, but like the. You didn't You didn't do Sweet Child of Vine? Oh, no, no. We have we have fucking limits, dude. God damn, I hate no, that. It's... I mean, I don't hate anything, but Sweet Child of Mine gets pretty close. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I do not want to hear that song ever again. No. I need to. Yeah. No, no it's been no. played enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that song 10 billion times mm -hmm. in the days I've been on this planet, and mm -hmm. that is far too many to hear any song. <laughs> uh, what were you saying about uh, sorry, I cut you off. 80s stuff? Advanced, sure. you started something. Oh, what I was saying was, um, you know, since you know we're, we're pretty well established as far as how long we've been doing this in town here, and we've been able to kind of shake off the, the whole 90s cover thing, you know that originally was was the goal and um so now we are picking stuff that is obscure overall mm -hmm. it's stuff you have heard but you haven't really heard it you know in a while yeah so like you know the last show he goes and he picks the kinks tune which is destroyer Are you familiar with the tune i'm pretty sure i'm familiar okay. with the tune it's uh you know got the same uh, uh line in it as a uh, girl i want to be with you but then it turns into a punk song after that paranoia self-destroyer yeah you know, great tune yeah. I, I mean he brought it up i says yeah absolutely i love that yeah, song I dig, the, I dig the kinks man. Yeah. yeah names you know, of songs don't i gotta hear this song right. I know, yeah. I know what the hell i'm talking about but like the the last time around too um when when we opened up for original sin um you know, we did Falco. Yeah. <laughs> we did our own version of Amadeus. Okay. Right. We did uh, The Police. Right. We did BTO. Yeah, Let we it did ride. BTO. BTO, yeah. Yeah. So we did Synchronicity 2. We did Amadeus and Let It Ride. In, awesome. in with our other stuff. Yeah. Just to fuck with people. Yeah, that would definitely fuck, fuck the vibe up a little <laughs> well, bit. Yeah, like, people are happened? expecting us to come out and do yeah. Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots and all that shit. And yeah. No, is it, we're going to do some police tonight. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We just, you know, just fuck with you just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, about having fun, man. Mm -hmm. Well, I, it, it's, I guess it's our way of, like, uh, giving people the finger in a roundabout way. Like, you don't think we can do this? Like, we could do this. Like, so that's why we did Nickelback. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in, in, yeah. And in the past, <laughs> we, we've done, we've done Aerosmith. We've done Guns N' Roses. We've done The Cult. You know, like, yeah. and it was for all that reason for people to go, you don't think we could. We could. We choose not to. Yeah, you know, it's a conscious choice not to do it because everybody else is doing it, you know. And maybe it's cost us gigs and stuff like that. But like, no, it's for sure. It's definitely cost us gigs. But like, I sit there and go, like, if I had to play, if you know, take whatever fucking '80s band that you're seeing on Fremont or whatever, if I had to play that set list every fucking night, four nights a week, I just quit. I, I there's no way I'd be able to handle it. Yeah, I did it in Florida for a couple of years where we did the same forty songs every night in the same order. And it was just like, after about a year, year and a half, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. called a job. Yeah, exactly. There's, no, there's nothing fun about it, you know, and going through the routine of, you know, oh, yeah, let's all pretend it's 1987 again. So, chicks, let's see your boobs. Like, yeah, shut up. You're an idiot. You're 60. <laughs> you look like a fucking moron. Ah. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see too much of that, man. No, but I'm sure you do. Freaking Vegas, dude. Yeah. You know? And the drummer always sucks. Yes. And yes. That, that's always the disappointment. And, well, here's the thing. The drummers always suck, and the guitar player is, like, way too good for what you're doing. Like, yeah. Tone it down. <laughs> like, I understand that you can do eight-finger tapping solos, Stanley Jordan, all right? But you're fucking... Yeah. Like, you're playing ACDC. Slow the fuck down. You yeah. Know? Uh, it's so funny to watch, but man. That, but that's because, you know, uh, I'm not calling anybody out, but those are those bands that are doing that, they're not bands per se. Yeah. Those are four musicians. Those are, those are working musicians. Yes. Those and are, the thing is, is um, you know, that's how they, they're earning their meal. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's how they choose to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've played with quite a few of them yeah and i'm honored every time because they're they're, they're top-notch talents mm -hmm. and it blows me away that i actually get to do that every now and again you know i i feel special you right. know and i'm like what the fuck am i doing up here i don't belong up here <laughs> this is not what i do all day you know this is what i do at night when they let me yeah you know this is their life mm -hmm. you know and that's why you know i try not to knock what they do because i understand why they're doing it mm -hmm. oh yeah you know because if you know if you're a carpenter you're going to build shit out of wood you know if you're a musician and that's in your blood and that's your heart and soul that's what you're going to do um for me it's it's one of the things i can do am i the best at it absolutely not but i really really enjoy it it's a lot of fun and also i have three guys in my band that are all kind of on the same page mm -hmm. And we all get each other's personalities. And then when we do come together, we make some pretty good fucking music. Yeah. You guys and, are awesome. You know, at least in my opinion. I mean, I put in our stuff and I like to listen to our stuff. And and that's not being narcissistic or anything like that. It's just like, you know, I listen to what these guys have done and I'm more fans of them than anything. That's and how it should that be. that I get to be with them makes it even better. Yeah. yeah. No, that's how it should be, man. Yeah. It's so nice to be on stage with people that you respect and you yeah. have this mutual, uh, you know, adoration for, man. Well, and and it's also, it makes the band better because it's an actual cohesive unit. Like, it's like, everything that we do is based with, okay, well, what are the other three guys going to do? So it's kind of like, like, and I'm not even just talking about just the original stuff, even with the cover stuff that we do. I'll pick out a song for us to do as a cover song, and my first thought is, okay, what part do I want to play that's going to accentuate what he's going to end up doing as the lead guitar player? Yeah. You know? Um, if I write, you know, a song where I wrote the entire guitar part, it'd be like, okay, well, what can I show that, that's going to make him stand out? It's funny. Like, we had this weird thing. We both do solos for the original stuff. It's almost 50-50, but we never decide who does them. Just somebody starts playing, okay, that's yours. There you go. Like, I've never walked in and said, hey, Sean, I wrote the song, I'm going to play the solo. It's never been that way. Yeah. It's like somebody writes a song, and then one of us goes, oh, you're not playing? Okay, fuck it, I'll play it. And then that's yours now. Well, yeah, yeah it was like with Bipolar Coaster, I didn't even want to do the solo because I love that part that I'm playing so much as it is. Oh, that walk down? Yeah. Uh, that's just fun to me. I don't I don't want to wank over that. Right. You can go be my guest, you know? <laughs> I'm just having fun keeping time on that thing, right. you know? Yeah. It's just fun. Uh, that's Shit. awesome, man. I kind of feel the same way like when you do the slide solo on I-15. It's like I'm just playing three fucking... I'm playing the Nashville special, fucking G, oh, C, one, and four, F. Five. Yeah, one, and that's it. And he's just going off playing side. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to hang back here for a while. It's fine. <laughs> I like hanging back, man. Bass player, of course. You know, yeah. Like riding the groove and hanging out with the drummer. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that's what he No, I miss it. 
Yeah. That's what I started out as the bass player, you know, and um, it's kind of funny now because, you know, Jay, our drummer, Jay Dardano. The beast. The beast. Uh, you know, he's been in there almost as long as I have. You know, he came in a couple of months after we got started. And um, just developing that rhythm section together, it's still, you can hear it now, me as a, the lead guitar player, you know, on how I'm hitting my rhythms, like when I'm playing and stuff like that. I I listen to more to what the drummer's doing than anything yeah. as far as, uh, you know, a song goes. And it was really fun because we developed a really good, I'm going to say like a symbiotic relationship where I just kind of knew where he was going to be, you know, and it took a while for Troy to get that in there. But now him and Jay are just yeah. right on the same page. Um, but I still hold on to that as a guitar player. You know, I'm sitting there, yeah, I'm listening to why I'm hitting the certain things a certain way. And I look over and I see Jay's foot's doing it the same thing, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that that's what I'm listening man. to. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm playing along to. And yeah, so. we'll do that. So we'll pick, like, certain parts of Jay's drums and accent it. Like, he's got, like, what his foot's doing. And I'm doing what he's doing on the toms. I'm like, it's not even a plan. It just ends up that way. Yeah, it feels right. Yeah, it's like, why are you doing this? Because you did that. You know, like that's exactly why. So I, you know, uh, the, the ending of bipolar coasters is like cacophony of just noise, right? Because, like I tell people, we don't know how to end songs sometimes, so we just made a lot of noise. But <laughs> if you listen to the individual parts, everybody's accenting something on the drums. It just worked out that way. You know, he was hitting like the lower parts. I was hitting the higher parts. Every time there's a cymbal crash, I was doing an upstroke. Nobody consciously worked it out that way. It just developed that way. That's the difference between us and four musicians that are put together to do the same 20 songs yeah. you know you get well, you know i've used that in the pitch i actually used it in the pitch for rockstar which i never heard back from i was like if you hire wicked garden you're getting the same four guys you're not getting subs you're not getting well there's a band but there's 19 members so whoever's available showing up that night you know <laughs> yeah and in vegas i mean that's the majority of it too yeah. like that's just the the nature of the beast that is las vegas there's like i don't even know how many showrooms and how many uh, you know, small stages and medium-sized stages out there that just, they're just eating up the cover band and tribute band yep. industry out here, man. And I mean, there's so much talent and they're flying people in. Yeah. And it's like, you're, they, yeah, it gets crazy. I, yeah. I'll never, you know, I met, you know, Tony Coons, little Tony. Probably. I, he's one of the first musicians I met out here. So I've been out here 13 years now. Right. And at the time he was playing with the Whippets. Oh, okay. I just okay. saw them over at uh, Carnival Court. Right. Yeah. So I'm talking to him. Like, we got to become friendly, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, yeah, he goes, uh, tonight, yeah, I'm with the Whippets, and tomorrow I'm doing Wonder Boogie, and then on Thursday I'm doing Alter Ego, and I'm like, how many bands are you in? And he goes, oh, I'm not in any bands. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he said flat out, he goes, no, he goes, I work for, you know, like a, an entertainment company. Like, they need somebody, I show up. He goes, if they need yeah. a guitar player, Wonder Boogie, I go buy, I get put on my Afro and I go do Wonder Boogie. If the Whippets need a guy, I put on the Devo suit. And I'm like, how do you know what to play? He goes, dude, we all play the same songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like a that perfect my world with the, that Jamie had perfect world with the Boogie Nights and the Spasmatics and yeah. all those bands, man. It was just like a collection of like 20 musicians. They all knew all the songs. Right. And it was just like, who's available these nights? I need to put a 
spasmatics on this stage. I sold boogie nights over here. Yeah. Oh, I sold boogie nights three places at the same night. And it's like, cool. Well, they have they have enough musicians that can cover it. And yeah. so they, you know, it's just always a different boogie night. It's always a different spasmatics. And I, I, it kind uh, of offends uh, me in certain ways. Like again, not a knock to the musicians. It gigs a gig, but that like that offends me that you know. I mean, I guess I guess that's just a Vegas thing. It, it's that you know, yes, hey, it's definitely like well, no, a Vegas what it is, thing. it's no, it's it's an entertainment town kind of thing. Yeah. They do the same thing in New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you I go up and so, down yeah. Bourbon Street; those guys get a list and a bar and a time, uh-huh. and they go there. And, oh wow! And they yeah. and that's what they do. That's definitely like a jazz musician thing too. You know, yeah, it's like jazz players are just like we just need a, a keyboardist or we just need a bass player, and they show up, and it's like you know how to fucking play jazz or you don't. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> we're playing, we're playing in the key of C, man. Let's get down, you know. And, yeah, and it's, it's it's wild how some of these professional musicians can come by like that, but they're 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 pros. That's what That's they do. Why sure, good at what That's they, why they do. They, yeah. yeah, and like I said, I'm I'm envious of uh, the ability. To be able to, you know, just go ahead and do that, but then at the same time, it's it, it's got to get monotonous. I would think yeah, so. It's got to get monotonous. Yeah, like everything does, though. Yeah. What are you gonna do that's not monotonous in this life? You know, you're, you're existing for more than a, a couple weekends at a time, so it's like, yeah, I mean, right. It always gets so boring. And that's where you end up back with like we're talking about people like Prince and stuff where they're just like I'm going to keep making it fresh right David, <laughs> David Bowie right it's like every single album's going to be a different different character that he's playing yeah yeah totally well, different vibe but they got the uh, trying as hard as they can not to let it get monotonous <laughs> well they had the freedom and the the capacity to be able to do that yeah imagine if you had that kind of freedom and then those yeah. kind of resources behind it to be able just sure. to put out whatever the hell you want oh yeah well, they took the risk to do it, you know. They they went for it, and uh, and you know it takes a lot of balls. Yeah, to try to reinvent yourself and like, a, basically alienate your fan fan base every single time around. Mm-hmm. You're just like, eh, well, I know you really like the last thing I did, but <laughs> fuck you. Here's my new th- here's my new thing. You know, <laughs> I hope I you dig now. it. If you don't, I don't care. Cause right. you know, whatever. Bucket. Yeah, I like to have a, a fan base first, and then I can alienate them <laughs> <laughs> one by one, what? song by song, Outside. just picking them off. That's funny. <laughs> no, you guys have a you guys have a solid fan base going on, man. You guys got a few thousand people on all your social media accounts, and I've done yeah. your shows. I see the people showing up. Yeah, back in uh, the you know? back when you were there. Yeah, when, when we used to get booked. Yeah, we used, yeah. To, we used to bring people in. So. Now I don't know what happens. Oh bullshit! No, we no, no. You guys, you guys have fun, man. We no, we look, we have a ball, and wherever we play, and you know what? Like I said, we know the reasons why certain things happen. We know people talk shit. We hear, we hear it. By the way, we you think we don't hear it? We fucking hear it. <laughs> we know exactly who the fuck you are, but we're bigger people. Just so you know, uh, maybe not physically, but we probably still kick your ass. Nah, anyway, I, I think we're just highly apathetic and don't give a shit. Yeah, we like we don't give a shit. Like like like, what are you gonna do? You get to tell me my band sucks. What, what am I gonna do? Cry? Like, oh, good. Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, when's your record coming out? Oh, it's not. That's what I thought. Go fuck yourself. That's that's how I look at things, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's also a matter of, um, you know, we, we, we've uh, we've earned certain things, I believe, that has not come to us yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I, I honestly believe there are certain things that we should have or had by now that we haven't gotten for reasons I just can't explain. Yeah. You know, um, there's, there's, you know, we, we've established ourselves not only as a cover act, but also as a as a legit, like, you know, original act with 
actual sales to prove it and streams and whatever the hell you want to call it to prove it. And there's no reason why, like, when certain, you know, uh, mid-sized headliners come through that we're not a band that you call, you yeah. know, to go, hey, you should open for those guys, you know? And then we look at the band that is open. It's like, they've played two shows. How the fuck did they get that gig? Like, what the fuck happened, you know? that. So, you know, there's, 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 there's a little animosity. Yeah. A little bit. No, I, I, I totally think we just that. need to start playing happier songs. <laughs> no, because that means we got to be happier people. All of our tunes are so depressing. Yes, we're so mad. What's hate your they dad make music? You think, right? <laughs> just make you think. think. Yeah. yeah, I just want to think about chicks and liquor. Right. We need to switch that. Need, I'm going to write some yeah. songs about cars. Well, no, that's the funny thing though. Is if we did do that, we would be working. We'd be working if we started yeah. just switching all that and just yeah. dumbed everything down and whatnot. It it would work, but we can't do that. No, because that's not why we're in it. Yeah, yeah, we're not in it for that. Don't care. Like, what, what am I going to do? Brag? Yeah. yeah, stick to it. Yeah, stick to being Wicked Garden. I like you guys. I think you're fantastic. <laughs> we're like Stewart. Was the name Stewart? Uh, I like me. Oh, I'm, I'm good, good enough. enough. I'm, I'm smart, smart enough. <laughs> and gosh darn it, people like me. Oh. Uh, and I think on that note, we're almost at two hours. Oh my God, and that went by fast. Okay. Yes, yeah. it did, and that's okay. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get you guys out of here, and I'm gonna do some promotion for you here. You guys have uh, all the uh, the regulars. You got the Facebook Wicked Garden Vegas. You got the Twitter and Instagram Wicked Garden LV, uh, and you have the website right Wicked Garden. Is it LV? Yes, Wicked Garden LV. Wicked Garden LV dot com. The yep. new album Bipolar Coaster coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, October nineteenth. So, be there. Yeah, I dig it. It'll be on Spotify, <laughs> and you can get it all on it. all of the all the regular outlets. Yep. Whatever you get, whatever you get your music on, Wicked Garden will be there. And you can buy it, which we would prefer, but just listen yes, to it. Yes, definitely buy it and support <laughs> the music industry. You have to support the music That's industry. It. If you want to buy a physical CD, go to the website or email one of us. But uh, everything else, I'll bring you, it to you myself. We will de hand deliver go. the Signed. CDs. Only six dollars. Come on, folks, six dollars for five songs. It's amazing. That's a pretty good price, right there. I, I would have say, to so. say, yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd love to thank my guests, Wicked Garden. You guys are incredible. Thank you, sir. I hope Appreciate to have it. you back on again. Uh, and uh, this has been To the Fullest with Jason Froberg. Make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button. Give us a like. Ring the bell. Follow me at social media at Space Brain Station. And, uh, yeah, peace. Late. <laughs>